Welcome back uh, to Eclectic Soundtracks, everybody, with uh, Skunk and Vic as your host. Today we have long, another longtime friend of mine, Italo Damon Samano. Did I say Samano right? Samano. Samano. And so when I, when I like, I kind of do it jokingly, but if I say like Italo, is that kind of like, do you do, and I, obviously not like that, but do you have like, is it, actually, it's not just like, this is my buddy Italo. How do you say it? No, it's Italo. You, you said it right. Italo. Okay, I do say it right. When that, and that's actually Italian, right? Uh, originally, I think it kind of is. Yeah, there's, but although most Italos are either Spanish or like Latin American. Okay, for some reason, I guess maybe you have some Italian uh, heritage as well, but or, or I'm just way off base with that. My grandparents got married at the Vatican, and that's about it. <laughs> oh well, you're totally Italian. No, well, you're from Mexico City, or you're from Mexico, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least I got that right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, we've known each other for Jesus Christ, fucking 20, 30, I don't know, long ass time and, um, met in San Antonio in 90 something, maybe. Yeah. I guess it's been since the nineties. Yeah. Um, before I, we graduated. So like 1995. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, eclectic soundtracks. Thanks for doing the podcast, coming on and talking to us. Uh, you know, we'll talk about music. We'll talk about all kinds of things. And one thing that made me think of you was that you are known for your eclectic musical taste, you know? And I actually wore a Soundgarden shirt. You can't really see it, I guess. But uh, yeah. I wore yeah, because I know you're a huge Soundgarden fan. I mean, as as am I, and I'm sure Vic too. And uh but oh, yeah. you know, you're one of those guys that was always like I mean, I always like people used to give me shit for and they still do, and I'm sure you will, but you know, Mr. Bungle and some of the crazy shit that I listen to that I still love. But you're the kind of guy that, you know, you would listen to Soundgarden or some you know rock stuff, and then you listen to all these hit all these Latin bands that you that you'd listen to, and then you'd be like, oh, now I'm listening to Master P, and now I'm listening to this electronic dance thing, and now I'm listening to Kingston Trio, and it was just all over the fucking place. Natasha, remember her, the Egyptian singer? Oh, dude, yes. Nobody knows who Natasha Atlas is, at least that I've come across in this country. But I love. Ever since you introduced me to that, that was way old school when the internet first started happening in terms of yeah. like down, downloading when illegal when when the music industry got ruined basically and it, Napster had happened and there was this site called Morpheus. I think you probably turned me on to it. You were you were a pirate, you know, taking everyone's shit for free, you bastard. But yeah, Natasha Atlas, I downloaded a bunch of her stuff. I've got an old CD of it somewhere. It was really cool Lebanese chick, uh-huh. kind of um, yeah, with that with the ethnic you know stylings of that culture i suppose with those you know we would dub it as a sort of a middle eastern sound but but with like kind of electronic pop sort of yeah synth pop it was very very cool stuff i really good stuff yeah that was a good that was a good find so how do you how did you come across that stuff what led you to i mean everyone has musical taste and enjoys music for the most part but a love of music and just where did these like broad eclectic sort of tastes come from you think oh you know as soon as as the internet came out well Part of it is like I grew up listening to mariachi music and, it's, and, and sort of a big band Mexican music, which is what my grandparents listen to all the time, and my parents to some extent. And, you know, my mom, she's American, so she listens to, you know, like heart and, you know, sort of the pop rock bands, you know, um, who am I thinking of? Landslide, Fleetwood Mac, that kind of stuff. So I always had like a mix growing up of, of different shit that I listened to. And then once the internet came out, I was just like, I spent a lot of time on YouTube. I would just put in like French rock bands and I would spend like four hours listening to different French rock bands. So that when I went to France, I knew all their bands and they're like, you should, and I'm like, do you have Matmata? And they're like, how do you know Matmata? And I'm like, cause I, I'm weird. That's why. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably inspired me in that way. And it was really cool because that had never been something generations now don't know this, but, but prior to that generation that we, we were sort of the, you know, the, the generation that experienced that huge forever shift, the internet, you know, and, yeah. and the, the web and, and like discovering all that for the first time before then you just bought albums, you heard about things, whatever as advertised, what your buddies were listening to. And all of a sudden you could just go get anything. And I mean, I downloaded just hours and hours and hours of TV, TV themes and cartoon themes and movie themes and, Bands that I would never listen to in a million years or probably haven't since, but just because. And I was like, well, I fucking check this out. But you took it a step further. I was kind of listening to a lot of stuff I probably heard of but would never buy or hadn't really heard. But you're just like, like you said, let me go listen to a bunch of random French shit, you know, like and stuff in different languages and Korean, you know. I mean, I can't tell me how many times you sent me Korean pop links. I mean, you were ahead of your time before that Psy or whatever the fuck his name is had like 75 billion hits with that fucking whatever that. What is that goddamn song called? Style, yeah, yeah that, and then someone sent me a link of another one of his songs and it had like a billion something i was like this is like the most famous fucking dude in the world yeah yeah i was like they have some catchy shit over there they, they really got it down to a, a science it's creepy yeah and make i think well i think that probably makes sense it's like you make music this way or you die you know well they're not north korea that was very racist sounding of me <laughs> like sorry south korea um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, North Korea, you definitely probably die if you don't do the uh, appropriate music. Um, oh, by the way, do you? I mean, do you go by Damon or Italo? Uh, usually Italo. Or okay. Or Papi. Professor <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that. I like that. Oh, dude, I, like talking about music. Like now that I'm married to a Vietnamese woman, I, I listen, to, and I don't really like it, but there's this kind of Vietnamese music called bolero, which is traditional Vietnamese music. And I have to hear that shit all the time. <laughs> what? Try to describe it. Try to describe that to us. What? It, it's it's almost so. One of the things about traditional Asian music, I've kind of looked it up. Is it, like you can't tell where it's going to go. You know what I mean? Like like Western music tends to operate in scales, and you, you know where the you have an intrinsic feel of where the notes are going and the timing is going. And in Asian music, traditional Asian music. There's none of that. It's just like all over the fucking place. Really? It's basically the Vietnamese version of skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. It's just, it had that total crunk. In, what do you call it? Crunk influence? Crunk? Crunk? Crunk. I watched recently watched the... Damon, I feel like you would uh, appreciate this. The, the hip-hop evolution on Netflix. You ought to check that out. It's a cool document. Yeah, it's a really cool docuseries, man. It takes you through the origins in the 70s and the early... Uh, yeah, it goes from like the mid-70s and then just stops in 1995 and stays there. Yeah, well, I had that attitude too, and I mean, I still do to a certain extent. There's definitely some stuff that I just that I w- wasn't from, as familiar with and maybe dismissed that I was like, oh, like, you know, you know this, this person kind of surprised me a bit. I mean, there's definitely some stuff that I'm like, this is... You know what happens all the time, though? It's the, it's the sort of the... I'll just use this cliche uh, analogy, the, the Nickelback, you know syndrome where someone gets huge fame and all that and then they're just i mean i don't know what the fuck the deal is with rap nowadays and face tattoos it's like you gotta have face tattoos to be relevant in a grill and all this bullshit and and so i think immediately look at someone and go look at this fucking douchebag but they might actually be a great rapper you know and i didn't know i mean I, in terms of like jay-z or something you hear some some stuff and some poppy stuff and you're like yeah whatever but then you hear like old stuff where you like freestyles you're like holy fucking shit no wonder you know so i mean a lot of times there's like really talented people behind things. They just go mainstream and it gets fucking lame. And I don't know enough of these guys catalog to really speak, you know, 
you should intelligently take, on the subject, but I think that happens a lot with any kind of music. African hip hop, man. Dude, I've been listening to Latin hip hop and I can't tell you the names of anything, but there's some just South American Brazil music and stuff that, that I've I kind of got down this little rabbit hole and of that stuff and it is awesome, man. There's such there's maybe some, sometimes yeah, it's just really, really cool stuff. Is it like Calle Trece? Fuck if I know. I don't. I don't know the names. I just like it. Just let let YouTube roll, and then I just like bookmark shit that I like. You know? Yeah, I want to hear. There was it. this one band that they had this fucking jam. Well, it's kind of rock too. You know what they're called? Like sabotage, I think. And uh, I could be wrong, but and it's kind of like rock and, and, and hip hop. And they, there was this song. I was like fucking rocking out to it over and over and over. I was like, this is so badass. And then it, I didn't even realize it was a fucking Public Enemy cover, and it was like awesome. <laughs> yeah, like really good. I made my baby listen to Megadeth the other day. <laughs> What's that? I made my baby listen to Megadeth. I'm like, ah, good man, good father. You know, the last podcast we did, we were having this big. We've had a long. I've had a long running rival with a longtime friend of mine about Megadeth, and and he would give me shit about liking Megadeth, and I'd give him shit about liking Rush because both those singers have arguably annoying voices if you're not acclimated with it and don't like the band and the music. But I, I think Megadeth's voice fits the music though. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That is a good point. Like it, Megadeth. Uh, Rush, like, I mean, Rush still grinds on me, but like Megadeth, like Mustaine's voice feels like that's where it belongs. Yeah, no, I agree. And once you, because I mean, I, I, of course, I admit the first time I heard Megadeth too, I was like, eh. and then you get used to it and you start to really like it. And it even had this like pop yeah. sensibility, especially for a lot of that '90s and early 2000 albums, where I think he's a, a master of melody, you know, and has some really great catchy hooky tunes. Uh, yeah, he's so. Guitar hooks, yeah, guitar hooks, lyric, uh, uh, um, you know, mel- melody, vocal hooks as well, like really, really good, accessible stuff. Once you kind of get past the uniqueness of voice, which often is what makes a singer ultimately kind of great, though. A lot of times, is the I mean, you look at a lot of guys like Tom Petty or Bob Dylan or Roger Waters, and those are not the kind of voices you would necessarily be like, "Whoa, what an amazing singer!" You know, but you learn to love it, and it becomes it's it's that's one thing about voice more than any other instrument is it's, it's very signature to the person. You can't really fake your fucking voice. You know, I mean, you can sort of learn to emulate guitar. I mean, God knows I've tried it and I'm like, no, I guess it's just what I sound like. Oh, well, you know, you just sort of have to like deal with your voice and use it as you can. I mean, you can cultivate it and get better, but that's such an, an unique thing. So, and when you resonate with an artist lyrics and content and vibe, that's that you sort of learn to love their voice for the most part. Um, what album or what songs or what 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 was the uh, what Megadeth was it? Do you remember? Uh, Hangar eighteen. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, good man, good man, good father, approved. My wife just like what the fuck. <laughs> I love the way she's going from what do you call it, bolero, just just like this, uh, you know. I'm, I don't know what you would call it. It, it, it wasn't offensive to me. It, it was cool. Like, uh, but it's definitely not Hangar 18. It's a very different vibe. I just like it's good. You're getting your you're getting your child very acclimated um, with a, a wide variety of. I, I, I want her to be a drummer, man. That would be awesome. We've talked to a few guests already that have had daughters that uh, that drum. Yeah. So it's it's totally it's it's totally a thing that happens in the world. Hell yeah. I, I, like I inspired, there's that little Japanese girl I know if you've seen her. Her name's uh, Mayoka or something like that. She's like ten and she does all these metal drumming. It's like super cute and super awesome at the same time. It's super cute and super awesome and also super discouraging because you're just like, well, <laughs> I <Shit>. suck. <laughs> Here's a four year old <laughs> playing Beethoven. Fuck me. 
I know it's nuts, man. These YouTube videos nowadays, it's like it's we live in such a bizarre time where it's just like, yo, look, there's a, a neck and neck YouTube videos, each with 200 million plays. One is of a, a, a four year old virtuoso Asian kid playing two guitars and piano with his feet. And another one's like of a guy falling off a while and, and shitting his pants. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> it's so bizarre, man. I was joking my son that the internet is with all all that's possible with the internet, you know, musically and information and all this knowledge, and it's like eighty percent porn and videos of cats. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly mostly uh, just nonsense that gives you a quick life, uh, a quick laugh, or something you get off to and then feel bad about yourself afterwards. But uh, yeah. That's eighty percent of the internet. <laughs> I was like this. I was like this. There was this Greg Geraldo joke where he was just like, "It's disturbing to me that I, I teach my kids the alphabet on the same machine that I masturbate to." <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's how people are. That's just that's, that's where the uh, the proverbial rubber hits the road. And get Man, back in work. back in uh back in the day when when you were you know downloading tons of french pop music and i was you know listening to you know trying to get my hands on cartoon and tv themes uh there was also porn back then first of all there was the dial-up era where you know you, yeah. you couldn't even just so you go. Go back before that before the internet porn was like a treasure hunt it was like your friends oh, yeah. had <laughs> the kids nowadays will never know you had to, you had to walk into a 7-eleven in the middle of the night turning red asking for a hustler <laughs> you had to work for it back then yeah, and then the original dial-up, it's just like you're sitting there going like, you know, okay, I've got a 15-minute window to download a tit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a picture. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly, a picture of a, oh, I see the top of the nipple. And then if you didn't like that pose, you're like, oh, back. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll explore tomorrow. <laughs> it's all the, that's all the time I have for porn today. I got one tit in. I'll download the other tit tomorrow. <laughs> And now you can like any nine year old can get on there and in five minutes find people. Oh man! I remember like the first time I saw like a penthouse and when I was probably like a maybe a freshman in high school or eighth grade or something and I was just like whoa you know maybe I don't know somewhere around there maybe I'd seen some something before but it, I remember the first time it was just like oh my god now like you said yeah you could be like three years old and be like mommy what's this and it's like someone fisting an asshole you know it's just like yeah. Jesus man it's it's all just there <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so drums, asshole fisting. What else are we going to talk about? Hangar 18. Um, you are a history professor. Do you talk about these things with your classes? or Sometimes, yeah. That's probably why they like me as a professor. All right, everybody. Close your books. Today, 18, <laughs> 1800s fisting. <laughs> it's my favorite, my favorite uh, compliment I got, I still remember this, is like, my second year of teaching and one of my students, she, she tells me, you know, sir, you're my favorite professor. And I was like, thank you. Why? And she goes, cause you told us day one that you thought we were stupid. Oh. <laughs> my dad will just so love you for that. That's like, yeah, that's, he's been saying that for you. These uh, kids, college bottom feeders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it's crazy. I, I imagine there are some people like going into college with just that really have been, failed by the public school system for sure you know well, they're, they're so coddled and yeah. I, I don't I, I just talk to them like they're people i go look i'm not offended by the things you say because i know you don't know anything like you're not that important so why would i get offended i don't care about you yeah you pull that fucking rock you pull that robin williams <laughs> shit that he pulled on matt damon and goodwill hunting it's just 
And remember, you don't know you don't know shit. You're just a kid. Now, and there's a truth to that, you know. And you, it's like you can never. I don't think young, you know, you never know that. It's like that's life experience. You have to sort of, um, and the, you know, there's a combination of, of course, book education and, and all that, but also life experience education, you know. And that's why someone that's 40 is going to know a lot more uh, most of the times than someone that's fucking 20. Or yeah, and the, and the fact that these kids these are not these kids today are fucking way lamer than we used to be. I and mean, we got into a lot more trouble than they get into now. Now they just text shit back and forth and get offended. I mean, they're fucking, <laughs> fucking gay. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like we were just like, Hey, how are you? Where can we get some booze and go? Yeah. What are, what are we, what kind of trouble are we going to get into tonight? Let's go find like, that's the thing. Like, let's go get some new music and fucking get wasted and listen to music. And you know, not that that's like some admirable quality, but that's what you used to do as a teenager. Now you're right. It's like, now it's like, Hey, like, what are we gonna like be offended about today? You know? Yeah, I mean, there's like my college professor offended me. Yeah, mm. Say that you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Shut up, you little crybaby bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I like it. I like this. We need more teachers like you. From what I, I don't even know much about you yet, but I mean, I I do. But I mean, we haven't talked about your your teaching much. But I would already immediately hire you. I'd be like. The cool. number is not going to call a bunch of little shitheads. Like I'll, I'll give them this feel like you know none of you would be here if it wasn't in college if you, if it wasn't going to help you get a job right nobody's here for the knowledge. Well, let me tell you for real the first thing I like you're not going to have a career you're going to have a job and you're probably not going to like your job and that's just how it is. All right, first of all, don't be thinking you're somebody. You're nobody. I like this. This is good, man. Be real with these motherfuckers. Yeah, real talk. To know you weird little bastards is. To talk to people because if you're weird like y'all are no one's gonna hire you because nobody wants to work with your weird ass like <laughs> make noises at me with your fucking face holes that's <laughs> interacting I'm like for that's you guys not- like no girl is gonna touch you in your no-no place if you can't fucking talk to girls i mean dude it's so true like i went through you know i was a virgin until i was like 35 years old and i mean it was it just used to be a t- and i still am afraid of, of women but like seriously it's like it's not that big of a deal half the time just like say what's on your fucking mind it's no big deal like i think a lot of people are like that you're so you're so and especially it makes a lot of sense we were talking about this last time just in, in, in today's landscape and culture it, it's very there's a lot of pc there's a lot of like well i don't know if i how i feel or should i say this or this and that and it's just like well don't be a fucking asshole but jesus man like Try just be a fucking well, just be a human being and just talk to somebody, you know, and don't be don't be afraid of everything, you know. It's like the whole point of life is to get out there and experience things and meet people and try things, you know, and like that is what makes you a, a real life educated person and someone that actually has value in their opinions. Is that you? There's nothing worse than some fuck that's never done anything trying to tell you how to live your life, you know. It's like, that's one thing about you too. Like, I think that's really cool in terms of you being a professor. I had a sociology professor. It's one of the best classes I ever took. The guy first day was just like, shut your books, read them on your own time if you want. We're not going to do that. He just told us stories. He just enlightened us about the ways of the world and that we were not the center of the universe and our dumb little town and our dumb little conditioning values were not the center of everything, despite what we may have been trained to believe. And this motherfucker put his money where his mouth is. He had been all over the world. He had, you know, eaten bugs and studied all these different religions and been in, in, in that to me, like that's there is value in that. It's like, okay, well, I'm gonna listen. You're not just going like, and now turn to chapter four. You know, it's like, and same with you, man. You've you traveled around a lot. I don't know how long it's been now. It seems like there's been several years. Every year, you started taking summer vacations. You've been to Japan, obviously uh, Vietnam. Tell us about some of the places you've been. Some favorites. Some some about your travels. Some. 
I really liked Ukraine. Oh, wow. Okay. Ukraine is fucking gangster, but and that's something everybody should experience, man. You should go to a place that is full of fucking hardcore white people where just like it's all 99.9% white people and they are sketchy as fuck. Like that's an experience everybody needs because <laughs> You come back to America, you're like, where? Oh, thank God, brown people. All right. <laughs> Ukrainians, <laughs> like Eastern Europeans are their own kind of sketchy. But Ukraine was a trip, man, because it, it's, it's fucked. Like, Ukraine is totally fucked. I mean, it's like, I come from Mexico, and I'm telling you, Ukraine is fucked. Oh, that's hardcore, man. I've heard some stories about Mexico <laughs> from people from Mexico, and just being like, well, I mean, you know, I think it's no secret, like no place is perfect, but there's some fucked up shit and some cartel stuff and all that. And for you to go like, no, I've been to Mexico. I have lived in Mexico and the Ukraine is fucked. That's like, mm, man, the Ukraine must be pretty fucked. It, they're poor. They're poor. Oh, it's, it's, so like I went to Ukraine. Uh, I was supposed to meet my Russian friend. Uh, my friend Svetlana was going to meet me in Kiev. And she ended up having to cancel like two weeks before. And she's like, hey, I'll hook you up with one of my friends there. Uh, Ukrainian, he'll he'll set you up, and I was like, "Cool, all right, well, I'm flying in in a week anyway." So I fly into to Kiev, and this dude sends his uh, uncle to go pick me up at the airport in Kiev, and, and the airport in Kiev is like an, almost like 45 minutes away from town. And this dude shows up with a little sign that says "Italo," doesn't speak a fucking lick of English, right? And I've taken like one semester of Russian, so I can barely communicate with this dude. But he takes me back, and He's like shows me this hotel that this guy booked for me, and this is this old fucking Soviet hotel in fucking the ghetto of Kiev, right? Because they're like, oh, it's cheap, and I'm like, dude, I'm Amer like, I like, it's a four dollar a night room, like I don't need it to be that cheap. I'm not trying to say. <laughs> give me the give me the real Ukrainian they experience have, here. They didn't have fucking street lights on this street. No street lights. It's just. So, and I get there in like the evening and I like, I got to go walk and buy cigarettes. I'm like, this is the sketchiest fucking place, right? The fucking ATM, the maximum on this ATM is about $20 that you can pull out. That's fucking sketchy. But like, I, I wait at this old Soviet hotel that's like fucked up. And then you get these like Soviet elevators, which I notice is a thing. Old Soviet elevators are like super fast like insanely fast <laughs> and they make noise the whole way and they're just like people are always trying to get the fuck out of wherever they're at real oh, quick this, this thing that happened to me over and over in ukraine was so like the very first time it's the hell somebody gets on the, the elevator with me and we go up to like the fourth floor and it's making noise and the dude next to me this russian dude just kind of goes sovietsky lift Ugh. right sovietsky lift being soviet elevator and for the rest of the time everything something was fucked up they just go the Sovietsky auto, Sovietsky car, <laughs> Sovietsky lift. That's that's just that. Yeah, that's their excuse for everything. Like when a when a, a submarine, you know, nuclear fucking leak or something. Well, you know. Yeah, like it's fucking. Oh well. Anyway, like this guy Alexander finally shows up at like ten o'clock at night. And he's like, "Hey, you want to go downtown drinking?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's go." He's like, "Hey, do you have, do you like smoke weed?" And I'm like. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Can, can I roll some? And he like, rolls up five joints of really terrible weed. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm kind of like asking him, uh, so are we going to smoke these here? He's like, no, we walk and smoke. I'm like, is it cool to smoke weed here? And he's like, no, no, no. If cops come, we run. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, like they'll beat the shit out of us. And 
So we're Stop walking our heads down. in. So like at, at 10 30 at night, we set out walking towards downtown. I'm like, okay, well, I guess downtown's not far. And we're just smoking joints, walking down with no fucking street lights. And <laughs> we're walking through like bums and sketchy hookers and not like the nice Ukrainian hookers, like the fucking 50 year old sketchy hookers that are just coming up and like, but I do. And they're like, I, I don't want a blowjob from you. Sounds appealing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we end up walking for three hours, and I'm like, wow. God damn it. See, really? And and the place he took me to was a fucking nudie bar. <laughs> right. Were the were the women there under the age of 50? or Now, the women here, so we go into this, we finally make it downtown Kiev, and I forget the name of the club we went to, but, you know, these big Russian mafia-looking guys at the door. Uh, we get in, and no shit these were the hottest fucking girls I've ever seen in a nudie bar. Well, I was going to ask you about that because there's a whole Russian male order ride and they've got these like, you know, like exotic, ex- ex- you know, known for beautiful women apparently, right? So it held, it held true at least in the good, in, at least in the good part of town or the good, the good part of town, the good, the good. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine, Kiev was the hottest girl I've ever seen anywhere. And it was literally like every 30 minutes walking around there, you were like, that's the hottest fucking girl I've ever seen. And then How- how loose are they with uh, their strip club rules there? Uh, they're pretty tight. Uh, but it's one of those places where if you got money, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Although Ukraine does have like the highest HIV rate by miles in Europe. Wow. So Ukraine is a sex tourism place, and all the girls there know that. So when you're a foreigner there, yeah. they just assume that's what you're there for. And like they won't talk to you. I had to make friends with Ukrainian dudes to actually meet Ukrainian girls. And then they were really cool. They were super cool. But otherwise, like talking to Ukrainian girls on the street, they just want to fu- try to fuck you for money. No, some of them will. Yeah. They'll, they'll try. They'll try to get money out of you. But most of the, like the decent ones would just not have anything to do with you. They just assume you're a sex tourist. Oh, I see. Okay. So not necessarily that they're snobby bitches. They're just like, he just wants to fuck me. So I'm going to run the other way. They're not wrong. They're you, like you'll meet a lot of fucking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's me. Swedish guys are like they're that, just- that happened to. That happened to me when I went to Jamaica, man, and, and it was like the only time that's really ever happened to me that I can recall. Like a like clearly must have been a prostitute came up to me and this like gorgeous black girl was like taking me by the arm, like essentially dragging me away somewhere. Where and you know we're on this like beach party and I'm like, You're like, uh, I'm like, part, like part of me is just like, wow, this is cool, but I'm also like this can't. There's no way this chick's just like, hi, like, let's just be friends. I'm like, no, nah, I think I know where this is going. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. You're like, I'm cool with my red stripe and <laughs> barrage of joints flying my way. Man, all those fucking stereotypes there were so true. It was like dudes rolling up on canoes, just like, hey, man, like, oh, holy shit, this guy's going to sell me weed right now. Okay. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Then reggae is playing. Oh my god, it's the stereotypes ring true. Um, so Ukraine, like the place where you can go, girls run the other way because you think they want to fuck them. The fifty-year-olds want to fuck you. You'll get your head stomped in if you smoke a joint. This is your favorite place you've ever been in the entire world. <laughs> no, not my favorite, but it was it was it was a lot of fun because nobody like I actually ended up smoking weed with a Ukrainian cop. I went to this town called Sumy, which is like in the, it's a tiny little town on the Russian border. So I had a friend that I met online there. And I, I just want to check out little small town Ukraine. And it ended up being pretty cool. I just partied with these dudes uh, for like a week. <laughs> and it's like I met all their like girlfriends and wives and all stuff. And they fucking sent me home. I actually ended up renting an apartment and throwing a party in this town. Oh, like, wow. Cool. Like 30 people. And so I asked my friend, I was like, hey, because I was just sleeping in his, in his uh, guest room, right? And 
kind of like so he rented like the penthouse of his apartment complex uh, because he he had an IT job where he gets paid in euros and he made 400 euros a month, which is about 400 bucks a month, and that was enough for him to rent the penthouse of his apartment building. But I asked him like, hey, what's the cheapest like badass like what's the bad most badass hotel? And we looked and we found this apartment for rent that had a fucking jacuzzi in it and everything, and it was 20, 27 bucks a night. <laughs> so it's like dirt. So it's like dirt cheap there, huh? Is that yeah. kind of wow? I rented this place out and I fucking threw. I was like, tell all your friends we're fucking partying in this apartment. We got like 20 people up in there. And I, I made tacos for everybody, went to the supermarket. And I, I oh, kinda, man, were they, were they fucking super stoked to get like authentic, I mean, not even American phony tacos, but like real deal fucking Mexican food. Actually, this one Ukrainian girl, she's like, this is the best food I ever had made by man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like reverse sexism. Yeah. It's pretty I would take offense to that. I'm a chef. And like while I was there, I was like, hey, man, is there a bride agency here? And, and they're like, yeah, let's look. And I found a bride agency and I went on a date with a, with a bride or with a, with a Ukrainian girl on a bride. You, know, you bride. marry me now. <laughs> you nah, marry me now. We go to U.S. and I leave you. She was just out for a free meal. But it was like I took we, there was this new we went to this restaurant. I took a translator with me. They bring a translator. And me and this translator and this girl. As if, as if a date can't be awkward enough as is. For... So we went to the like their brand new restaurants, brand new restaurants like this barbecue place. It was really good. And I paid for myself and the two girls and like a round of beers. And it was less than 10 bucks for all of us. I was like, fucking drink up. All right. Well, <laughs> I know good. goddamn well. Like, it sounds kind of like, a, like you said, a sketchy, crazy place. But I feel like I kind of want to go to the Ukraine just because it's so cheap. Like, let's just go. Let's just go get it. It's like, fucked fuck up. going to Vegas and blowing your life savings for a little romp. Like, just go to the Ukraine and be like, man, I went to Ukraine. I got fucked up, like, every night. Did crazy shit I can't talk about for a week. Cost me 25 bucks. <laughs> All I had to do was get a fucking shot in my ass when I get home so, so the pee stops burning. Was this, uh, and forgive me for asking, uh, now, was your, did you have an intent? Was there, a, was there an intent behind the Ukraine uh, trip in terms of, Russian mail order brides. <laughs> uh, it was something I went. I was like, I'm gonna check that out when I go. <laughs> I do remember back in the day, you had, you know, it, it was mentioned a few times. And again, like, yeah. there's, there's no secret. We've seen there are beautiful women in that, you know, part yeah, of the world. Nice, like these girls are smoking hot, and you're like, what the fuck, man? I got like, you, you, you can't help but be curious. And it, it's all true. They're smoking hot, like. If you really, if you, so my tip, if you go to Ukraine, is the go, accent sexy? Fuck yes, it is. Fuck yes, yeah. it, it's super. I sexy. mean, you don't understand <laughs> the the hotness of the girl. There's only one other place that compares to Kiev, and that would be uh, Japan, and really specifically a certain region of Osaka where I've seen a higher concentration of just constant hotties. Like you, Kiev is off the chain. It is nuts, dude. It's nuts. Like, cool. you, I think we're taking notes for our for our, when we have a remote podcast. We start traveling the world with Kiev and go to Kiev. Twenty dollar limit on ATMs. <laughs> well, that, apparently you can throw a fucking total pimp ass party yeah. on twenty bucks though. Yeah, if you want to meet like a decent Ukrainian girl, you actually the trick is to actually make friends with the Ukrainian dudes, and they'll introduce you because they they probably they're not gonna give you the time. The girls day. don't trust. Yeah, they just think. Well, it makes sense. They're just like oh, these foreigners are just here to fuck us. I hit on girls on the street in every country I go to, or at least I try to. 
in Ukraine was the only time like others jumped in front of this girl and she literally just went yet yet and walked around me. <laughs> yeah. that Dude, that happened to me in, in England. It's funny how little things happen when you talk about, you know, individualism and, and not judging people in groups and everything. But we're all, you know, sometimes guilty. Like it happened to me in England many years ago. And I and it just made me so mad. I was like in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, English girls are fucking snobs, bitches. And I'm like literally because like one girl was a total cunt. But I, I, I was like literally like I walked up to this girl and this is like me. Like I, like I said, I was just always like super shy, like, you know, couldn't just not good at talking to girls and stealing the deal and asking girls out and stuff like that. And there was just this like unbelievably gorgeous girl in this, in this pub. And we would always like make the rounds. And I was just like, God damn it. I can't stand to like live with myself. If I don't say something to this girl. And like a, a yeah. dork. I mean, she's the, she's the little princess, all just perfect. You know, the whole, that whole thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure she wasn't like thrilled with like Joe long haired Pantera shirt guy coming up to her and being like, I'd like you real hot, you know? But I was like, but I was just like paying her a compliment. And she, all she did was like, how hard is it to just be like, oh, thank you so much, and then like tell me to fuck off? But like, oh, well, I've got a boyfriend. How fucking hard is that? No, this bitch looks over at her friend, and they both start giggling. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, damn, dude. Like, it, you know, the thing is, is like I could give that a pass in the Ukraine too, because if I'm somewhere like that where you have a twenty dollar limit on a on a, on a fucking ATM and fifty year olds running out of the dark corners trying to fuck you, and some chick just runs away, and yeah, yeah, I get it. But I'm in yeah. like a, a place, for lack of a better word, a civilized place where we're all speaking the same language. Like you can at least acknowledge my existence, you fucking bitch. Okay, I'm done with that. Move on. I remember this story. I yeah, think I was mad. Like, like to, to to clean up or something like that. What? That Wasn't there an English girl that said, "Hey, you need to clean yourself up, like get a, a shave and a haircut or something like that"? That probably well on the flip side of that and i didn't again it's like i didn't know how to talk to women i guess but like i there was a, cu a few times not really being hit on but a few women were curious i think because what was so interesting was you've probably experienced this too traveling like worldwide is like it, it's you're from the united states and they're like that's cool but when you're from texas they're like oh you're from Te like they thought i was like this fucking cowboy that was gonna pull guns out of my holsters and ride off in the sunset on a fucking horse and shit and they were fascinated some of them you know yeah, they want to meet some. I will say, so uh, the Ukrainians can give a shit where you're from. Generally, po like post-Soviet countries, give a shit about everything. Uh, Asia, absolutely. Like, do you want to get? Let me. This is my tip for getting late in Asia. <laughs> go stand on the corner, or go just go to any bar and just stand there and be white. Just stand there. And be white. <laughs> hey, Someone that sounds like the place I should have gone thirty years ago. If you can't be white, be black. It's just as good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just hold a sign. It's I'm from America. Oh, you want to fuck? That was no, a terrible impersonation of whatever it was, but yeah. There's girls no. that are just out for, for foreign dick. Yeah. God bless them. Right. I think everyone should get it. It's like the spice. Everyone should go around the world and experience different dicks. And, you know, it's the spice yeah. of life. Not all dicks, not all dicks are the same. We need to try them all out. It's a lot of dick, a lot of cock talk again. Well, we're back with cock talk. I mean, eclectic soundtracks. Yeah, definitely travel. Traveling is, is the way to go. So, so yeah, Ukraine, Japan is still my favorite, right? Well, you've been there many times. You've been to Japan more than any other place, I would think, by far. You've been several trips there, and I regret... I used to have a friend that lived over there for, um, remember we were talking about him the other day, big Brad back when, you know, yeah. Vic, yeah. uh, the harmonica player and stuff, such a good guy. And he worked over there and he was always like, man, that's so cool over here. And he was a blues guy. We always, you know, and he's like, come over here. They'll love you. We'll just play, you know, just blue. There's these little bars that play blues and American music and they just eat it up and love it and everything. And I just never, 
made it happen, unfortunately. But, um, and then you've had those trips where I've a few times been like, yeah, I should really go and, and shit, man, it just sounds so fucking cool. I really do want to visit Japan someday for sure. Oh, you should, man. Japan is, Tokyo is, is a silly place, man. It's the silliest place on earth. Maybe. It's definitely on my list. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds really cool. Yeah. We should, okay, man, let's do this. We're going to do a fucking, we've got to do a, let us keep us posted because I know you take action on this. Yeah. I'm, I'm planning to go to Japan again in 2022. That's that's probably good. Like give it give this whole virus thing some time. And you're a new father, so you got to tend to you know, to that stuff. You know, you got to oh, yeah, get your yeah, daughter yeah, hooked on Megadeth sure. and whatnot. You got to take the girl, the baby, to go see her family in Vietnam. And so I'll just swing over to Japan for like a week or something, and then go back that's to cool. Vietnam. Hey, you've been to Thailand as well. I haven't gone over to Thailand. Um, what a. I mean, I've been. How many times have you been to Vietnam? Did so you just go over there one time and, and meet your who became your wife, or have you been there multiple times? Uh, I've been there four times. Why Vietnam? What made that? What made you want to go there? So that trip, I, I just wanted to go to Vietnam. Uh, that trip, so it was, it was a good trip. That, that's the one where I went to it. So I, it was my Asia trip year, and I had wanted to do uh, Vietnam. Uh, Cambodia, Thailand, and then Japan, and then maybe Korea, Japan. But as it happened, my sister coordinated this trip, and we wanted my mom really wanted to go to Europe, so we we're like, okay, well, we'll go to Europe. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just do both, right? And then, my like a week before, my sister ended up backing out, and she canceled. So I went with my mom to Barcelona because she always wanted to go to Barcelona, and I'd just been the year before. So Barcelona is a really cool town too. But we hung out in Barcelona, and then I took her to Paris. We hung around in Paris, and then she went home, and then I went off to go hang out with uh, my buddy in Germany, Berlin. And uh, that was a super fun trip, too, actually. We smoked a joint behind the Reichstag, man, which was fucking fun, man. Didn't even realize that Germans are fun people. But after that... I have heard yeah. a lot of good things about Germany. Yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like a very fun oh, yeah, place like, to visit, at least. Berlin yeah. is a pretty cool town uh, and everybody gets high like in public and it's not legal and nobody cares. And porn they're they've all been Europe Europe's been so ahead of us for so many years. Like I mean even England but like just there they're like oh we're having dinner and watching porn whatever, you know. Uh, I didn't notice that, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. And hey, are the <laughs> so I've been informed by a by a German guy that I knew who loved oh, yeah, porn. Oh, we're going to talk about this one guys on the show for sure. Yeah, you know, we've yeah, this is great stories, but like um Dude, I've heard they had these little, like, the toilets are kind of weird over there. In Japan or in Germany? In Germany. I don't know anything about Japanese. Now, I've heard different things, but sometimes people tell you fucked up shit that's not true. So some sources, not necessarily sources I would rely on, say that, like, <laughs> there's just <laughs> places in Japan where you just shit on the road. There's, like, holes. <laughs> just shit and piss and hole on the side of the road. Or I mean, I'm exaggerating, but there's, there's some kind of funky like little body system body? <laughs> there. In Asia? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, Japan specifically, but maybe general Asian countries. I don't know. So old school Japanese toilets, yeah, it's like this hole in the ground, but it's it's elevated. You, you stand on this thing, and it's got places to put your feet, and it's a long, skinny toilet. And you basically squat over it and just fucking drop a deuce in there. And then you hit a little thing, and a little jet of water flushes it away. Now, I, I don't like but that. Not it. Or, in public, like on, like when you say on the side of the road, like I mean, it's almost like a phone, yeah. <laughs> phone booth so, toilet, like porta potties. Those bathrooms are old school, so you only really mm -hmm. find them now when you're kind of traveling in, in rural areas. 
I see. But like in Tokyo, I've I've never seen one like that in Tokyo. The only places I've seen them Germany. Germany, I didn't notice anything weird about the toilets. They were just toilets. But I was in Berlin. I didn't really travel around. I used to hear was there was this weird weird shelf contraption that like I always had some weird visual in my head of what it actually was. You know, like which didn't make sense. Like why am I not just like shitting down into the bowl? Like why am I shitting on? Are you sure it's not something you saw in a uh, German movie? A very, a very so, uh, yeah, specific. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was just in that in that in that, uh, in that specific German film I watched. I got well, no, it was a, on my, one of my film, right? dial-up films. That's yeah, an art film. Well, anyway, I've been misinformed. Damn it! Uh, it could, it, yeah, you know, like I said, if you go into rural Germany, who knows what you might knows, find? No. Um. Yeah. So, anything. Uh, Vietnam. So I went to Vietnam after that, and just I just kind of met my girl through a. Uh, actually, I lined up a bunch of dates on a Vietnamese dating site before I Interesting. went. And she was actually uh, the one I talked to the most, and the very first one I met. And then I just didn't meet any of the other ones because I was like, "You're fucking amazing." You just crushed all of them. They were all like, "Oh, I've got a date with a white guy. I'm going to go to America." And you're like, "Yeah, fuck you." Stood them all like, up. Asian girl with big boobs. I'm sold. <laughs> like I'm on board. <laughs> Like All a youth dreams have been met. Yeah, I'm glad to I'm glad to see uh, dreams come true, man. I'm happy for you. Uh, yeah. So obviously, a lot of the uh, the Pacific Rim and Japan and Vietnam and, and countries nearby and and European countries. It sounds like several of those. What about South America, Africa, any other continents? Uh, Brazil. I've been to Brazil. Did you ever go to Australia? No, I never went to Australia. I, and it's not so like my thing is I don't really like traveling in the developed world that much because I, it's, I feel like you've seen it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not new in the way, like, Asia and other places are. Eastern Europe is still a little new, but, like, if you go to Germany, you kind of get how everything works. Spain, everything, Italy, you know, France. It's all pretty much the same as as here, except you walk around a lot more. There's better public transportation, and the language is a little different. But, you know, you're still drinking Coke and eating more or less the same shit. You go to to Asia, and it's totally fucking different. You're like, what the fuck? It's like so it, the the culture shock is way different, and, and it's, it's just more interesting. It's like you can actually be in an American rock band in in, a, in Asian countries and be successful. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we still like guitar. So, like a rock club, I went to a rock club in in, in this area of Tokyo called Shinjuku. Like the second time I was there, I just kind of looked up like what's a rock bar around here, and I went there, and it was just like local kind of medley band but the thing was like everybody was just sitting there quietly like yeah i've heard and then really the song attention while listening <laughs> Bravo. i'm like yeah nobody all right <laughs> fuck, yeah there's that one slayer fan fuck yeah <laughs> yeah everyone else is like uh we're trying to listen this is the chill i don't metal. even know what scale he was playing now damn it they're just like what a fine performance sucked what was, what was Brazil like? Brazil is gangster too, man. Brazil is fucking gangster. Actually, Brazil is far is the most gangster place I've ever been. Brazil, what Brazil. Part of, what part of Brazil? Rio de Janeiro area or Rio? And I went to Sao Paulo. Uh, Rio is is a giant fucking ghetto. It's like twenty million people, of which eighteen million live in the ghetto, like shanty town ghettos, mm-hmm. and the rest 
live on the beach, basically. And you go in like 10 blocks from the beach and you're in the ghetto. Hmm. It's sketchy, sketchy. Like I, I told, so I, I went and I I got the taxi, this taxi cab driver. I was like, hey man, I want to go to the city of God, right? Which is one of the big famous ghettos, barrios in, in, uh, in Rio. And the dude's just like, why? <laughs> I was like, I just want to check it out. I want to like, can you give me a tour? I want to see Maracana, which is like the, the big stadium. And he was like, so he drove me around and then he takes me to this shanty town, which is basically on the edge of city of God. And he's like, you want to see? And I'm like, yeah. And so he stops right there at the corner and he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, just wait for me. I'm going to, I'm going to get out and buy a soda and like smoke a cigarette. And like the whole time it's, it's just sketchy. Right. And there's actually like this, like it looks, I guess it was a poor Italian neighborhood. So there's a mix of like black people and Italians and they all look like, like the 10 year old wanted to rob you. It was just looking at you. Like those shoes look warm. <laughs> and the taxi cab driver never got it. He kept the car running, just sat there in the cab looking at me like, the fuck are you doing, man? And I, I basically, I bought a drink and a, some chips and I smoked a cigarette and I was like, all right, that's enough. I'm going. Well, he probably thought you were white. Is that stupid white tourist motherfucker? Well, I was talking to him in Spanish so he could be, and he, he didn't speak English. He didn't speak Spanish either. He kind of spoke a little bit of Spanish. Yeah, so was, what's the crossover with Portuguese and Spanish? Like, how well can you um, sort of communicate with someone who speaks Portuguese? Pretty well, actually. Turns out you can talk pretty well. Uh, like, you can get probably about fifty percent of what they're saying. I referenced you on a show the other night. We had a, a guest from Brazil who's a fascinating guy. He's a huge Maiden fan, metal guy, tech dude's written all these books. Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, bodybuilder, really, really fascinating. Um, and I was started talking about some of the, the Brazilian hip hop and Latin stuff and, and this one band that I've loved. And I referenced you because I'm pretty sure you're the guy that said this to me. I was like, uh, man, check this out. And I've been calling this band O-Rappa, like a honky for years. And then I heard it was pronounced Hoppa. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, but it's, it, they did like a, they did a, uh, a, a collaboration with Sepultura. So there's this like kind of reggae hip hop sort of verse sort of thing. And then the choruses are just this like real metal sort of riff. And it's like, Nah, nah, nobody fucks with America. And I've always loved that song. I just think it's so fucking badass. It's just cool. And I, I think I played it for you a long time ago, and you're like, you know, these these lyrics are anti-American, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, well, whatever. Beautiful, but that's a good experience for you. Are you um? Do you still go to Mexico very often? I mean, you used to kind of go down there for the summers and stuff, right? Or you were every year seemingly, yeah. I think. It's actually this is the longest time I haven't been down to Mexico. It's been almost two years. Because uh, I do spent you have all my family. Time. Family what? in Mexico, like grandparents, or is you have family down there still? Uh, yeah. Well, my grandparents have since passed away. My cousins and my uncles are still down there. Like right now, my dad's about to go down. We're selling the house finally in Mexico City. Oh, okay. Man, what's the population there now? Like 30 million or something or more? Uh, it's hard to say. I think the metro area is about 30 million. Crazy like huge, million. yeah. It's fucking nuts. Massive. It's nuts. It's also, I've heard the same thing about Mexico City. Um, I mean, not that it's maybe 80, not that it's the as, as ghetto in such a large um, degree, but like where you'll be in like a, su- a super rich area and then like a block away or right down the road it's just like a shack like it's very mixed like it's very there'd be extreme wealth right near extreme poverty kind of thing is that true yeah that's true kind of across latin america yeah 
developing world in general. I mean, there's some really ritzy areas in Mexico City that will usually have like, I mean, private security that kind of patrols the area. And I mean, you're where you're like super safe because there's dudes with machine guns to make sure nothing bad goes down kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's a weirder group because in Latin America, like when you see people with machine guns, you generally feel safer. Right? You're like, it's the army. Ah, we're good. Like, it's where we want to be. Whereas here, people get a little wigged out when they see that. They're like, what's going down? Well, yeah, like right now, people are crying martial law, right? When you got guys coming around scooping up protesters and whatnot. I mean, I don't know the dynamics of, I don't, to my knowledge, people peacefully protesting aren't getting scooped up off the street. It's more riders and looters, but I'm not there. I'm not in those situations, but um, I'm sure there are people that are like, hey, <laughs> these guys aren't terrorizing the city now. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's, it comes from the perspective you're looking at it for sure. It's the weird amount of like escalation that is happening for no reason, right? That, I, I, I don't know yeah, what Americans get so bent out of shape about sometimes. I don't know. Well, our guest the other day said that, you know, uh, the guy from Brazil said it. I was just, I, to me, it was living the American dream, and I was inspired by Arnold Schwarzenegger and rocking all these iconic American things, and for him, the bodybuilder, and, and, coming here and living the American dream and so thankful for it and telling his kids to be thankful and not to say like, of course, no place is a perfect place. I always say the same thing. I and mean, it's, that's a ridiculous notion that utopia exists is absurd, but it all things considered, there's been a lot of progress here and it's still a very great wealthy country, whatever overall. Right. And so I think it's like a lot of times when you just, you live here and you take a lot of things for granted, it's real easy to sort of just be like, yeah, man, fuck all this, fuck this country. And you're like, well, yeah, okay, go to Brazil, right? Go to go to the Ukraine and then get back to me on that. Yeah, I mean you're you're very safe here. It's 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 a, For it's the a most nice part. Yeah, well I mean it's like every place. If you go into there's shitty places in every country yeah. except maybe Japan, but And shit happens. It can happen anywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. What's the yeah, what do you what do you feel like um is there any particular place that you think is like I mean, I'm I'm sure there's there's studies and, and statistics for this, but just really, really safe, not oh, too much yeah. Yeah, Japan, Japan has like three hundred and twenty murders for the whole country. Is that because they're like crazy hardcore on crime and they just cut your dick off if you fuck no, up or what? It's not it's a cult. This is a thing, right? Japan is just culture. It's straight culture because uh, love it. Ethnically, you can say that the Vietnamese and the Japanese are technically both Asian, right? But the cultures are so radically different. This is also why East Asia is more fun. Like the the difference between Vietnam and Japan is far greater than, say, the difference between the French and the Germans, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they're like light years apart. Hmm. So I mean, people will steal all sorts of shit in Vietnam, whereas in Japan, they just don't steal. And it's not the, the penalties. It's just they just don't do that. They're just fucking civilized. Dude, fucking air. So let me tell you a story about police. I'll give you an idea. That like the I think it was the second time I was in Japan. Uh, we were partying. We get back a little late because the, the, the train stopped running around midnight. And our, we got we caught a train that wouldn't take us all the way back to our part of town, but it was close, right? It took us to Ueno. When we get off the train, I say we is me and a couple of Europeans. Uh, we get off the train, and there's this fucking old, older, like maybe late fifties Japanese dude, businessman in his work suit, and he is fucking wasted, right? And he literally just sits down, like on his ass, spread legged in the middle of the sidewalk and is like belligerently yelling stuff and throwing up, right? And the cops, I guess somebody called the cops, they come out of a car and they go up to him. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm going to watch this, see what happens. 
cops go up to him. One of the cops is like patting him on the back and talking to him. The other cop goes out and stops a cab. And then they take this guy to the two cops and they're saying, I don't know what they're saying to him, but they pick him up and take him to the cab. One of the cops takes out his wallet shows that like his driver's license to the cab driver and then pays the cab driver they put the guy in the cab and send him home and the whole time this guy's yelling at the cops and i was like wow no kidding that is fucking civilized like that's crazy and to think like you know that's that's really interesting to think of that happening and yet you and then you have this very low murder rate and i mean i and is that is that also with crime is the crime rate relatively low? i mean it's a massive city too i mean just millions and millions of people yeah what's crime, the crime it, like low it's, it's it's non-existent and wow. i mean i mean so the places where you might actually get some stolen are generally the korean the part the korean parts of town but otherwise i mean the, like i even asked like i I, I asked this girl, what is the, like, I stayed at a hostel. I was like, what's the worst part of Tokyo? What's the, like the ghetto is the dirtiest part of Tokyo. I want to go there. <laughs> like, yeah. It's this area of North. And I was like, I'm going there. And like the metros don't even run out there. You gotta, you gotta take like some of these little JR trains. And I go out there and fucking normal, man. <laughs> it looked like, it actually kind of looked like America. Like here, there actually was some trash on the street, but otherwise I was like, this ain't that fucking bad, man. This is still, like nice oh, so your ghetto is like Manhattan. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you shitting me? Like, they're poor, but wow, they weren't gangster. Like they have street lights. That's how I judge things in the world. Because it's I'm from a third world. Like if there's street lights and cars, then you're not in that bad of an area. Yeah. But if it's there's so no weird, street like, lights, like, no cars. You know, it's like when I was in L.A., like thinking about, um, you know, there was a few times I was in some kind of sort of sketchy areas and I kind of lived in this warehouse and stuff. And and oh yeah, it's pretty ghetto. And then I like experienced like more of like a real ghetto in L.A. And I was like, oh, like this is what the and you're right. It was like suddenly there were no streetlights and like yeah. all these people were just there on the side of the road and there was just trash and people. And, and you're just like locking your doors going like. All right, man, if I have to hit my accelerator and run a motherfucker over, I will, because this is sketchy as hell, you know? Like, you definitely know when you're, like, in a, oh, it's kind of ghetto, as opposed to, like, oh, this is, like, real-time shit now. Yeah. Which is not existent in Japan. In Japan, you can sit out in the middle of the night in a little alley, and just nobody's going to bother you, nothing's going to happen to you. If you run into the cops, they're basically super nice. They're like, Wow. I mean, I don't even, like, you see some of the cops that you see in, in Tokyo are, like, 80 years old. You know, yeah. these motherfuckers, don't, they're basically just there for tourists to, like, give directions to tourists. I don't know what they do. Wow. It's crazy, and it's cultural, right? It's it's very much cultural. That's that's one of the things that Americans are really bad about. You know, I, I tell this in my Latin American history classes, like, for whatever reason, Americans conflate culture with, with race. For them, like, your race is your culture. And they don't really get the, they don't really deal with the concept of different, you know, different cultures within a race. Right. Yeah. And this is why, like, Americans say stupid, like Americans in Mexico will say stupid shit like, hey, do people get offended here if you call them Mexicans? And I'm like, are you fucking retarded? <laughs> You're in Mexico. <laughs> like, Mexico no, is true. I think especially, you know, because there's a lot of people that have been so condemned. I mean, you almost feel bad for them because they've been so condemned. You're, you're, you're so afraid to say the wrong thing to anybody, you know, 
oh my gosh, is it okay if I call you a Mexican? Yes, because he's a fucking Mexican. You know what I mean? Like, like literally, seriously, like it's not derogatory to like say, hey, that person's has this skin color and that person is Asian. Like, no, these are facts. You know. But it's what I get all the time. It's just you. You don't look Mexican. Well, I almost made that joke earlier. <laughs> it's a good one. I mean, it's like, wait, no, it's true. And like, we really are like that. Like, judge, because anyone will look at me and just go, like, oh, that dude's white. Like, and we don't really give a fuck about anything beyond that when you're white. Like, and it's like, white is your culture. Not yeah, your it's right. like, you're white. Like, and we could give a shit about anything else about you. Okay, fine. I don't care. But like, yeah, with someone like you, you might be like, oh, damn. oh, what? Oh, my God, you're Mexican. Oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. What is it? Because he's just like a dude <laughs> who happens to be, you know, half Mexican. Like, what's so crazy about that? Yeah, you're like, you know, you're, you know, that's why they speak Spanish, because Europeans went there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of white Mexicans. Yeah. There's black Mexicans. But it's that, that, that idea that, you know. Mexico is a race of people. No, it's funny, right? Because you think that too. It's like I really think you're without even subconsciously thinking that you almost in your mind you're just like you picture like everyone living in a certain place, Mexico or Brazil or Japan. They're all one thing. It's all like no, it's just like anywhere else. It's like there's just lots of different people there from different places, you know, and and who look different, you know. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe not as much in certain Asian countries, you know. Well, Asians have it. So here's a Asians do it do a different thing is what i've noticed about like my wife does this and i asked her about it the other day because she'll describe somebody so in, in vietnam if people come from japan all the, the japanese all the, the chinese all the koreans if they're from the west they're not german then they're just a foreigner doesn't matter if they're american or german or french no. or african or south american foreign japanese right. still be japanese <laughs> Like within their race, you get to have your own culture. That's really, but I, you know, it's, 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 that's interesting because I feel like it could very much be the same way for saying us is just some non-Asian, uh, you know, U.S. citizen or whatever from where you're just like, uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're Asian. And you're sort of like, oh, no, but they're Vietnamese specifically or Korean or Chinese. Those are, they're very different. You know, like you said, there's very culturally very different. It actually looks too like, you know, they, they definitely have distinct features and in, 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 and all that. And there's a lot of different countries, you know, Asian countries. But it's it's you can just go like, oh, they're Asian or they're this or they're that. And I, I think it's like. You know, I don't think that's something that you should necessarily get offended about. It's just it's interesting because I could see that it makes sense to me that being from an Asian country, they might they'd see it the same way because they're very specific about like those countries and knowing, you know, and then they're just like, oh, these this white schmuck from Europe, whatever. Yeah, well, they they super focus on culture, right? They're like, yeah, the Japanese are, are super. I mean, they're they're straight up. They're cultural supremacists in Japan. Like they, they will constantly be like, you know. We're not buying those other things. Like, so I have a friend that deals in like international trade, and one of the things that they were complaining about was that it's really hard to sell chicken from Brazil in Japan because the Japanese don't want to buy it, and they charge twice as much for Japan's grown in, or chickens grown in Japan than the Brazilian chicken because they just think that everything in Japan is better. So it's nationalistic in that sense, it's like they're very patriotic in, this, in a way. Yeah, it's very, and it's very cultural, right? You're not Japanese, you wouldn't understand. But it's not. But it's not looked at as like a racist. You know, it's it's nothing like that. It's just a pride, a pride about your your well, culture, right? It it is, it is. I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I is the religion say, pretty? Is the religion pretty unanimous across the board too? No, they're, they're pretty atheistic in Japan. Actually, I, I haven't noticed very many religious people. But some, but not not that. They're, they're sort of respectful towards the national religion, culture, but not, you know, they don't go to the temple and pray all the time. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they're not particularly religious. They are very nationalistic. Yeah. It does get annoying after what The funny thing is that you does hear it seem it, condescending. Did it ever seem condescending to you? Sometimes, but yeah. not that much. It, very slightly. Uh, the thing is, like, all the Japanese things are better. <laughs> It's like you're like, well, fuck. They've, they've, they've earned those bragging rights. It's annoying at times, but then you're like, ah, this shit you're, is better. You're right. My American TV broke. God damn it. Well, like you buy a T-shirt in Japan and you're like, you can just feel that like, like this is a piece of shit American piece probably made in China. But like you buy it, like, <laughs> I got some T-shirts. I got some T-shirts at the Godzilla store and like the material is thicker and stronger. And you're just like, God damn, like everything well, is. Yeah, it's the Godzilla bad. store for Christ's sake. Yeah. So like t- sometimes then they like to tell you for some reason I, I haven't figured this one out but they're always like you know Japan has four seasons and you're like okay and then you hear it like five or six times and you're like what are you talking like well I mean you know what America has six yeah <laughs> like, like oh yeah Japan has none it's just what it is whatever it wants that day so there we have two seasons blazing hot and not blazing hot yeah that yeah nailed it right there. But there's where, these where, did you, differences. where did you travel uh, when you were in the Marines? Where did where you didn't you go abroad? Yeah, the only place I've, I've no. gone overseas is uh, South Korea, and it wasn't yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like Seoul or anything. It was like the very southern tip of South Korea in a little bitty town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was there, it was there? hot, and then it got extremely cold. Like in the in the span, so the span of two days or uh, two weeks, right? So it was like hot and muggy. You take a shower, you dry off, and then you're all sweaty again because it's so humid. And then all of a sudden, it just gets cold, and you're freezing your ass off. And all the people that didn't pack their winter gear wish they you know, would have. So, um, what were the strip clubs like? I don't think I went to one. There was, there was definitely Lied. no, Lied. no, no there, yeah. there was definitely bars that we went to that had, um, that had girls, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a like a traditional American strip club. It was very very strange. Now there was there was a um, there was a brothel that some other folks were going into, and it was very popular because they had a midget, like on Total Recall, right? I'm sorry, a little person, whatever, whatever we call them nowadays. Dwarf. dwarf. I mean, it could have been. A dwarf. I never understood that there's a difference between a midget and a dwarf, I, I so. believe. Man, I just thought of two which, stories that I'm going to write down now. Well, stories. Which one is a halfling? Um, Dwarves are also in fantasy. Midgets oh. are not. But And there's midget wrestling. I've never heard of dwarf wrestling. I would actually like to know. I would like to know, like, I mean, I, I'm sure I could fucking Google it. I don't know. So I love the way nowadays we can say things like, I'd really like to know that. Well, then fucking Google it, asshole. Obviously, you don't <laughs> want to know that bad. Takes all of five seconds to find out. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I guess I really don't give a shit about what the difference between a midget and a dwarf. I had a you – know, fuck this guy, first of all. I had this uh, art teacher when I was in eighth grade. There was a few teachers who really rubbed me wrong over the year, years, and um, and I'm bitter. And there was this one guy, and he was a little person, whatever, fine, but he was a dick. That's like the taller you were, the more he hated you. And he just hated. Also, I think he was always trying to like hit on girls. He was like, a, just like, first of all, you're a fucking creep. All right. And, and he's just like, I was like trying to hit on the girls and like dogging on the dudes, trying to like, you know, assert himself and hopping up on tables and talking shit. And just, it's just a little, I mean, I, I, no pun intended. It's just a little shit. And he'd be like, uh, but I mean, I just don't know why he like, 
didn't seem to like me or some other people. And uh, he was always just talking about Wizard of Oz and like all the conquests of little people. And it's just like, bro, can't you just teach us like fucking origami and shit like you're supposed to? Like, we don't, you know, I'm not here to learn about <laughs> the ins and outs of the midget culture. Sorry. Uh, is, uh, is it because he had small hands that you wanted him to teach origami? <laughs> yes, real fine little, little midget hands. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was that, and then there was something else that I oh oh if I may I'm gonna come I'm gonna go back to the Jamaica thing. Uh, ah, eh, no, I won't actually. It's too weird of a fucking story. It's just too much. I, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's just too much back into it. Huh? Yeah, I started to think of like all the details that were. I mean, I could leave it all out, I guess. But I was, but I was like. I was- Banging this midget in the playground, and then the cops came. And they yeah, no, oh, I guess I told you the story. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Playgroundmidgetsex.com. <laughs> wow, look at the big black cock on that white midget. This is crazy. You laugh, and that's probably out there. Already. No, but it's true. Well, but I won't go through all the ins and outs of the story. But um, basically, a guy came up to me and someone else on the beach, and was just like, "Oh, have y'all been to some bar?" Blah blah. blah. And we're like, "No, no." And he's like, "Oh, you gotta go." They've got this midget with a 12-inch cock. And I'm like, okay, um, I won't be going. Thanks, though. For oh, the, I mean, I guess, you know, in hindsight, like, maybe I should have gone and witnessed this, you know. It's it's like the Tijuana donkey girl or something, the eighth wonder of the world. I'm, <laughs> I, know I, I riled Damon up as soon as you mentioned the Tijuana donkey. Well, he's going to fucking go hey, off. Tell me, there's a midget there with a 12-inch dick. I don't know. I kind of want to see that. I know. I gotta. I gotta say, like a part of me goes, I should have gone and seen this twelve-inch midget. I wasn't gonna go, but sir, you <laughs> piqued my interest. <laughs> well, that's the problem, though, with stuff like that. Is then, like, you may have gone to some country and experienced a bunch of beautiful culture and done all these cool things, and you come back and you, and you go like, oh yeah, weed, midget cock, black prostitute. Uh, yeah, that was my. That's Jamaica. <laughs> that's it. Summed up. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. I don't think yeah. you're always giving the most accurate assessments of. Uh, I mean, God, I don't. I've, there's not even places I haven't even been. And look, look at me just being a, a, a good American, just telling bullshit that I've heard and without researching it at all. Uh, oh, they shit on shelves in Germany. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's a thing. According to this guy, that's never been there. <laughs> they shit. <laughs> shit the road. <laughs> I, I was gonna say. I, I, I will say that I wouldn't mind going back to South Korea because I think at the time, you know, being in the military, you don't you don't really get to experience, you know, the culture yeah. like you would because you're just stuck on a military base. And all you want to do when you're not is just probably hit a bar, right? And just... yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're not on duty and you go out in the town, you hit a bar, you've only got so many hours to yeah. play around with, right? Then you go back and it's back to work. Yeah. So yeah, I, I wouldn't mind going back, but then going to see you know like Seoul instead or something versus. Can't move Chuck. Armpit of South Korea. The Florida of South Korea. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, the Florida of South Korea. Yeah, I, was, Florida. I, I really wanted to hit up South Korea too. I just haven't gotten around to it. The only thing I've hit up is their airport. And that's my favorite airport, is that Incheon Airport. That's a fucking badass airport. Did you go there when you were in the Marines? No, range? no. We landed in uh, Osaka. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, I was in the military base in Osaka. So. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, it's a badass. Like they have little robots that go around with like a screen on them, and then you ask them for directions and stuff. It's super fucking cool. That does not surprise me at all. That's so. Well, it seems like they're so progressive in terms of you know anything anything tech. You know. You just realize how, like the United States, for all their money, 
has not really invested in infrastructure the way other countries have, like the rest of the developed world. It's really fucking annoying because it's not like you don't have the money here. Like, there's tons of money, and we can have high speed trains all over this motherfucker for like ten percent of the military budget. Yeah, it just sounds like uh, the United States is really masters of mismanaging money. You know, it's it's. And these are issues that never come up in a in campaigns, by the way. Well, let's talk about that. Let's let's go down that road. I'd love to hear what you have to say in terms of uh, any of that stuff. Oh, like should... the, all the political shit. I think that summed mm. it up. Political shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all. We, political shit summed up in two words. Oh, the political shit. Then done. So this is what I would tell you before you even talk about anything political. Uh, Americans and Western world in general, the developed world in general, right? You have huge populations of people growing up on the internet, growing up in a shitty education system, more and more people being raised by single parents, higher levels of depression, higher levels yet, like if you Google, just Google narcissism epidemic, there's an explosion in the number of narcissists, right? These are sort of dark triad traits, what they call dark triad. If you ever look that up, it's you know, uh, narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. So you have going on, you know, birth rates are beginning to drop across the developing world. I mean, people are not happy. They're fucking weird, right? I would call it behavioral sync. If you ever look into like, well, it's another, it's a psychological experiment, but it's basically people's behavior being sick mentally, right? And you can see it sort of manifesting in greater numbers. Now, whatever happens politically happens on top of that society that's all fucked up, right? That now produces shit music, uh, shit movies, shit art, shit architecture. Everything is vulgar and nasty and just sort of lowest common denominator bullshit. That's the population that's getting all riled up. So nothing is going to be healthy, right? You know, like they live in a fucking weird fantasy world. The people that are, you know, you're, it's a population that's depressed and fucking narcissistic. On top of that, what are your real issues? Well, Trump is a douchebag. Everybody knows he's a douchebag. Uh, the trouble is that the Democrats are, are also fucking crazy. Like some of the shit that's going on is just fucking nuts. And people just, you know, one thing I've learned from, you know, I tried, so I teach Latin American history. I show people some of the horrible things that the American government has done abroad. And they always ask me, well, why does this happen? And I'm like, because Americans only give a shit about what they're told to give a shit about. If you never see it on the news, then you don't care that it happens, period. And keep that in mind when you see shit on the news. The only reason you're seeing it is because someone has decided that you should be allowed to see it. And they, have, for whatever reason, the media has decided to piss everybody off, right? And it's working, and, and they're already fucking weird. They're just a weird population of weird people. <laughs> and now they're acting out crazy. Like, and of all the things that are going on, like, I, I showed, if you want to say it's, so here's a statistic, right? America, talking about infrastructure, American deaths by car accident is, is, is at like three to four times the rate of the rest of the developed world. Well, the reason that is, is because the U.S. has shit for, for public transportation, right? The U.K., Europe, Japan, they all have great public transportation. People take trains. The number of people that die is something like 35,000 people a year compared to like 2,000 in, in England, right, or less. 
If you want to save lives, build trains. You could save almost 30,000 people a year. That's a lot. That pales in comparison to anything happening like with, with you know, police brutality or whatever, murder, all of that, right? You could just save 30,000 people a year by putting in trains, but you don't give a shit about that because nobody told you to give a shit about that. You give a shit that, you know, some, some people got killed by cops, right? That's bad, right? American police are, can, there's definitely a need for reform in the American justice system, but is it a giant problem? I mean, how many people are actually killed? How many unarmed people are killed by the police in a country of 300 million people? I don't know how many it is. We could probably look it up. I bet you it's less than 100 that are unarmed. Because every time one of them gets killed, it's, it's a huge deal, right? Especially if those people are black, right, or a minority. They're going to make a huge deal out of it. We see that all. But is it 30,000 people? Why do you care about it? Because they broadcast it to you. So a lot of this political stuff is you're being fed it. You're, you're being, you know, pumped with negativity and it's, it's, it's having an effect. People are seeing if one channel shows you all the bad thing, everything bad that Trump says constantly, you're going to form a negative image and get mad about it. If you go on Breitbart, have you ever been on Breitbart, the website? Every fucking day they put a story about, hey, an illegal immigrant ran a red light and hit a kid. Hey, an illegal immigrant robbed a liquor store. And they have a story every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Never mind that fucking the, that same day, you know, 1,000 other people did the same thing. One of them was an illegal immigrant. And the thing they cover is the one thing the fucking illegal immigrant did. And so people read that every day and they're like, these fucking illegal immigrants are just fucking shooting up the place. You get mad about what you see. And that's what they've chosen to broadcast at people. And so people are getting their their rats in a cage. Every day, just fucking Trump. This guy Trump is a dictator. We gotta get him out. Yeah, and then yeah, and it's both sides. Both sides do it. Both, you know, and and it's and you're right. It just seems like it's coming from every source and everywhere. And it's just this already narcissistic, diseased society of confused people that are just trained that nothing matters but attention anymore. You know, and and then. And then you start riling them all up with deliberate propaganda to, to be divisive. And it has to make you wonder, why is this happening? Who gains? Certainly, I think oftentimes not the people that would like to think that are going to gain. <laughs> you know, the local the low class tends to stay the low class, unfortunately, you know. Lower impoverished, Zappa, I should say. Didn't he have an interview where he talked about that, like the media manipulation? And, uh, I think I saw an interview. Yeah, a lot was, of people. Yeah. Uh, it was great. You know, with guys like him, you know, back in the 80s and stuff would just go on an interview with somebody and not do the play nice Hollywood, you know, suck each other's dicks routine, but just call them out and just tell them how full of shit they were and how much of a bunch of bullshit the whole thing was. Sometimes I used to see celebrities. Remember Fiona Apple when she won a Grammy? It was hilarious. And yeah, I'm kinda, that was like the best. It was kind of like the coolest thing ever in a way because she was like, this is all bullshit. And I was just like, and oh, it's kind of. <laughs> it was amazing, kind of. It was like calling, you know, it's like, this is all bullshit, which is true. We live in a smoke and mirrors world. We're fed what someone wants us to feed, whether they want us to buy a product or vote for a politician or serve their agenda in some way or another. And I think when if you go into things without that realization right off the get go, then that's that's bad because you know, then you're, you can become very gullible and easily manipulated. And that's what people who are in power, striving power do. They manipulate, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was all a very uh, bravo to your speech, man. I, I I say that a lot, too. I just think this the narcissism has just gotten out of control. The, the shift from 
generation after generation throughout history where for more or less, unless you were an elitist, really wealthy class, uh, you know, aristocrats, you basically survival was the number one sort of, you know, MO. And now it's shifted to like attention seems to be in younger. It's all about fucking attention. And I, and it makes me question a lot of times when people are out being quote unquote activists or protesting this or protesting that. And I'm not even singling it out to what's going on right now. Just anything in the last, the re, in the, 30 fucking years since reality, quote unquote, reality TV, this catastrophe hit us. And it's just people that want to be on TV. They want to be famous. They want to be seen. They want to be noticed. And they don't give a fuck. It's like I, you know, I was, I was having a conversation with uh, about this with a guy just this morning. and I, It was really funny. We were saying, you know, as musicians, a lot of frustrated musicians, you know, we can spend all this money and do all this thing in our art and our craft and make a song. Take it or leave it. Don't like it. But let's not fool ourselves. It's not really that much different than it's always been. There are gatekeepers. Yes, there's the Internet. But to really get to the high level, right, there's people that still control that. And the, the means has changed, but it still exists. And so it doesn't matter. You can write Bohemian Rhapsody, but there's no means for you to get it out there and for people to, you know, the, mon- the, the money and the power gatekeeper, you know, people that push it out there and let, make it aware. It doesn't matter. So you nowadays you could have Freddie Mercury, you know, who, some guy going, hey, listen to this masterpiece song I wrote or Mozart. And people would put that up against a girl putting something up her butthole and be like, I'm going to watch this chick put something up her butthole. Like, this is the society we live in now. Like, I, it's a porno culture, and it's like immediate gratification, immediate attention. I'm bored as fuck if it's not something that I've been told to like or that's immediately creating some sort of reaction from me because I don't have the time to take to, – to invest in anything. And so – you're now you're celebrating porn stars. You're celebrating bad behavior. You're you're celebrating all the things that really should be or that were once sort of like ooh the ooh bad and and then the art you know not to say it doesn't still exist all over the place of course but it's it's kind of just like it's this sea of just like who gives a fuck you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's the narc because it's every man for himself me 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 I want to be famous I want people to see what I'm doing if I have to jump off a fucking building to do it fuck it I don't give a shit about your 30 years of invested time into your fucking art, you know, fuck you, you know, I'm about me, you know? So, I mean, and that's not every single person, I think, but that's a cultural disease, you know, and then has been manifesting for years. And now a generation Z is that full fledged. And we're seeing, we're seeing the blowback with Donald Trump and we're seeing the retaliation with the radical left. And it's just a fucking disaster. And tell me how the fuck I could get Japan, go to Japan and live in the ghetto. Cause it sounds like a better place. Oh, yeah. It's tough to, to immigrate. I would recommend just just go to Vietnam. Vietnam. All right, sounds cool. Vietnam's never had any historical problems that I can recall. Yeah, well, you know what's funny just for for perspective. So I showed that stuff to my wife. You know, all the people rioting, and her response was, "Why doesn't the government shoot them?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, seriously, like, I think it's when people are going like, oh, and they're, uh, whoa, it's Nazi Germany and people are getting snatched up and this and that was well, like, I don't know the ins and outs of this. So I don't want to like, you know, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody can bring this up with me. But like, OK, if people are out breaking the law and doing crazy shit and someone goes and, you know, picks them up in a van and it's like, well, you were kind of like breaking the law and like riding, riding and doing whatever. Like, it's not, I don't think they're just like driving through neighborhoods, kicking indoors like a fucking Gestapo, you know, like, but you're right. It's like this notion of like, how dare you? I, this, it's so fucking insane. There are people now in the United States that are like, no, this guy is a criminal. And it's like, people are lobbying for how dare you arrest a criminal? How dare you? Dude, the guy's a fucking criminal. What the fuck? And I'm not talking about George Floyd. I'm not talking about that. That was fucked up. Who cares about his past? That was insanely tragic and horrible. I'm not talking about that. But 
criminal. You know, it's this this you're arguing for the clear wrongs. Like it's insanity. And it's funny that you say something like that because it, it there's so many other places that are just like, why didn't they shoot him? <laughs> when America's like, wait, he only shot at a cop once. How I, you're supposed to get shot at at least three times before you 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 do anything. What the fuck, you know? And I, I mean, I'm certainly not advocating police brutality and all this bullshit, but like it is. It's pretty strange. Like I think it just goes to show like. When you have it so fucking good that you just expect, like, you can literally get away with murder, you know, and expect to get away with it. It's kind of fucked up, man. And that works for that works for bad cops or criminals, whatever. I mean, that's one and the same. Well, this is one of the things why I, I get really cynical and why I think that nothing will be fixed in this country. Because so notice after George Floyd's death, uh, you pretty much had consensus. Everybody was like, that's fucked up. Right, left. Everybody was like, that's fucked up. At that point, you could, you had the impetus and the political will to make a real change in the in the sort of police enforcement. That is all gone now, right? Everybody, there is no more consensus. You've gotten your split right back down now the middle. Now it's got huge, now, bigger division. Nothing's going to get fixed. And this is a sign of a society that just can't fucking get its shit together enough to fix anything. What do you, I mean, is it going to get any better? This is why I'm sorry. I'm super cynical now. So I, I'm just no, like, I understand. I, and I mean, it's, you know, it, it makes sense. Like, why would you believe in a system that continually, and we're still talking about one of the greatest places in the world, which is fucking nuts, <laughs> you know, like in terms of the overall, you know, scheme of things, like it's still, yeah, even a, if a it's lot not of people have it really good, here, but it is true. It's like when you've got a broken, oh, yeah. fucked up system that just keeps repeating the same mistakes, like. Who the fuck gives a shit if Trump or Biden is in office? Like, you really think like things are mad? I, I love the way that every four years comes around. Everyone thinks that magically some fucking talking head is going to change everything. It's just like Jesus yeah. Christ, man! Like when things are broken and like it doesn't matter if I they put a new fucking you know head on a a fucking scorched fucking doll or whatever. That's a stupid analogy, but you know what I mean. It's like it's fucked, you know? Yeah, it's it's ugly. It's, it's going to stay ugly. Yeah, did you ever see that, like, George Carlin? Remember that George Carlin special where he's talking about, you know, uh, America, it's never going to be better. Just leave it the way it is. It's, it's a big fuck, was it? It's a big club, and you're it's not so in good. It. Yeah, that's, 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 that's brilliant. Yeah, and you're not in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. What's true? I mean, and, you know, it's, I guess that's the argument against capitalism. I don't think capitalism is all bad, certainly. You know, I think there's there's a, a balance to be had between capitalist and socialist ideas. Like, you know, but, but like... That's a, it's a great example, right? So when here, here's an example of the failure to communicate. So when people on the left say socialism, they don't mean fucking Stalinist communism. What they right. mean is like public health care. Exactly. And, Maybe some free babysitting facilities, stuff like that, right? Roads, infrastructure. That's what they think when they think of socialism. That's what they're talking about. But because there is no communication, the people on the right hear the word socialism, socialized anything, and they're just Commies. like, Commies. it's fucking Stalin. Yeah. Yeah. And, they're Stalin, the other side's Stalin. Hitler because they want a little law and order. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You want public health care? Well, you're basically Stalin. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, no, I made a joke about this. I, I had a Facebook post a while back that it was like, uh, you know, I did, you know, disagreed with someone, so I'm literally Hitler now. Like, this is like, and I'm like, hey, guy, you're so like, like literally Hitler. Right? Donald Trump is everyone's fucking Hitler nowadays. If someone does something you don't like, oh, really? Like, I didn't agree with you on that, so I, 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 I murdered six million Jews. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I didn't realize that. Like, I, I mean, all of a sudden, I'm a genocidal maniac that wants to take over the world because I don't didn't agree with you on one issue. It's fucking insane. 
Uh, people just throw this shit around like it's nothing, you know? And how many people even know fucking jack squat about the history of any of that shit? You, you do. Yeah, well, I force my students now to read a, a chapter of Mein Kampf and the, the fascist manifesto written by Mussolini so that they know what fascism is. And it's like, that's not what they're advocating here, right? right. That has nothing to do with what's going on right now. And, and you get to play like fascism, frankly, it, they were just affected socialists. It was born out of the left. They don't know that either. Well, you always know something when it's too late. And, and, and the funny thing about human beings is that the human beings, that even though we've been around for thousands of years, we just love repeating mistakes <laughs> over and over and over and not learning, you know? Well, it always involves people, and people do the same shit over and over. Yeah. So that's actually that's what I tell you know, when you get that quote, why does history repeat itself? Well, history is just a history of what a story about what people do and people pretty much do the same shit over and over and over for all time and memorial dudes are trying to get laid girls are trying to get a good husband and somebody to take care of their ass. like that's always going to be true forever people like power that's been true you just forever. offended me damon give a fuck that's, those they, are stere- those are traditional stereotypes and i am offended yeah who cares like it's a fuck about like who gives a fuck if you're like what did you I, I don't understand why anybody cares. Like, I, like if you say I'm offended, like, so what? Who, who fucking cares? Right. Change the channel, you fucking pussy. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like, here's the thing is a lot of these sort of, this is what, like, one of the things that I think will break down in this country, right? When it comes to a lot of these sort of social justice issues, they're predicated. So if you call someone a racist, that's predicated on them not wanting to be a racist, right? Because if you call a KKK member a racist, it's pointless, right? They're like, yeah, done. <laughs> my whole platform, right? So you're call- it only works, it only has any effect on people who don't view themselves as That's racist. When that begins to break down, all like, if you if people stop giving a fuck about those things, you stop, you know, when they're like, oh, you've offended me. Well, after a while, we don't give a fuck what you think because we hate you. And that just begins to break down slowly until things get ugly again, right? I mean, you can revert. That's what, the other thing. I, here's a fun histor- historical fact. And I start to, when I talk about rights. Throughout history, people have had rights before. You are not the first country to suddenly come up with rights. Every single time people have had rights, after time, those rights go away and you go back to fucking nothing. And I, like, I do world history. Here's the Code of Hammurabi. This is from 1600 BC. Here's a whole list of like women could divorce their husbands in 1600 BC. Where are they 500 years later? Fucking nothing. Women have no rights. Not until the Roman Empire do they get rights back. And then when the Rome, Roman Republic went away, fucking nothing. You go back to being property. Again, rights go away all the time. History is up and down, and civilizations rise and civilizations fall, and all this shit you have will go away. It has never been any other way. So enjoy it while it fucking lasts. <laughs> right now, people give a fuck that you're offended. In the future, they're not going to even think you're allowed to be people. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, too. Like I, and it, I've always like taken a little bit of, uh, you know, and granted, there are some people that live here and they just have the worst shit fucking lives and they've got a bad rap and Amer- I'm, rightfully so. They're not going to be like, oh, America is a wonderful place because they just they've had a shit fucking deal, you know. But I think for a, a great percentage of people, they've had a reasonable deal, you know, and it's like and some really great deals. But 
But I think it's like, you know, when you're living in a place where you can speak your mind and you can go protest and you, without getting shot in the fucking head, that's a win to start with because you can't fucking yeah. do that everywhere, you know? And right. That, can, to me, has always been the greatest part is like that you have that right to protest. Like I, and when someone starts railing on, oh, the worst this and that, I'm like, well, yeah, there's a lot of fucking problems. But man, the fact that we can speak our mind about it, as long as we can do that, okay, I, that we can make progress or, or at least we're not going backwards. The day we can't fucking do that, we're in some big fucking trouble. And here's what that's predicated on, right? It's the fact that if they take that away, right, people will complain. They get angry. They still care about it, right? You can't just go out into the street and fucking mow down protesters because the rest of the country's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? No, burn down the cities, right, in response. But if you get to that point where people begin, like, how many people what was that kid, that young kid that just shot some protesters that attacked him? Oh, yeah, the one in Wisconsin. Yeah. How many people are like, mm, good, fuck those people? How much longer before yeah. people are just like, I'm fine with the government going it's, out there with it's tanks? It's bad, yeah. yeah. And that's what, what lets it happen is when people stop to give a fuck about it. The attitude shifts, well, and that comes back, and that comes back to the whole thing about, um, which is ironic, kind of, because it's we're, we're such a seemingly just self-absorbed narcissistic culture. But like, but these this desire to choose teams, and it's almost like, I mean, people are literally like that. It's like, well, I don't give a fuck that that person died because they don't agree with me. You know, like, fuck those protesters or fuck the cops or whatever the case. That's that's when you really step back and think about it, it you just you kind of go, wow, that's really disturbing that even that what i mean many many me anyone who says they haven't said those kind of things is probably fucking lying like most people get very heated yeah. and, and we and we take sides and it just blows my mind continually about how people are just so diehard on the left and right with the politicians because it's just like man come on these guys are all fucking us in the ass one way or another so you nobody we treat these guys like they're gods they're just human beings that are usually way more fucked up than us and yeah. than the average person and then the leaders of the free it's nuts you know and so the the whole the, how sad is it when you're going lesser two evils go really like wow that's yeah. lesser two evils this is our this is our our voting option yay you know so no i think that's true and it, it all comes back to what we continually talk about and it's just like if people have got to just chill the fuck out on this and start talking to each other one-on-one -on -one as human beings and and try to make progress at you know turn it off goes up, not yeah turn off the tv go out talk to people Actually, just, take well, I, action. Turn on, yeah. Turn that shit off. Go outside. You know, read a book. Hang out with your friends. Yeah, read read fucking Moby Dick. Have you read Moby Dick yet? Read fucking Moby Dick. It's a classic. There, put that on your list instead of being on Twitter every day and infuriating yourself for an hour a day. Yeah, and like, trolling. Oh, I, yeah, I need to and go trolling. Outside, yeah. I've been guilty. I'm sure we all have. I've been it's super guilty, especially when the pandemic started and I got real on this mass crusade and went, oh, fucking fuck, you know, and I was kind of going a little crazy with it. And I'm just like, who am I? Like, what control do I have? I can just uh, make my, my own decisions, hope for the best. And fortunately, you know, stay busy enough and, and, and do things that that matter way more in the end than me bitching on Facebook every day. You Start know? with yourself, right? Not to yeah. say I'm, I'm not going to do Start it. Start with huh? yourself. Yeah, start with your fucking self. Quit telling everyone else how to live their fucking lives unless you've got your own shit together. You know, like uh, old, uh, what's that classic saying? The, the judge not, you know. Judge what? Judge, judge not. You have a smaller cop than me. <laughs> judge not lest you be judged, something like that. Yeah, I mean, just, just people got to let it go. Listen to some fucking music. 
that is, you know, if we go back to music, at least the internet, I've noticed the one, one of the positive things I noticed is that a lot of the kids today, um, they don't listen to the radio. They just go on the internet and find obscure fucking bands. And, and some of them have some pretty cool mm-hmm. things like, that they listen to. And you, you really, you, you can listen to all sorts of shit. Like, I mean, I, you, can, you know, yeah. I, I like, I, I have like, people I find on YouTube that just do their own little covers and make their own little songs that have like 32 followers and I'm 10 of them, you know, that's great, man. You know, I think that's, that's so inspiring to, for someone like me, it doesn't matter. It's ageless. I think in terms of just like being the guy, that's not like some huge celebrity and just going like, man, it means the world. And someone like finds your stuff, your, what do you want to call it? Art or whatever it is. It's just some express form of expression. That's not really harming anybody, you know? And it's like, cool. Like this is, really cool when people can just discover that again you're just you're you're discovering someone else in a positive way you know through music or through something artistic and it's not there's not it's you know you could choose to do that and be like hey this is a cool song man dig this and you just made someone's fucking day and you just found a cool tune or you could go be a dickhead and fucking troll on someone and tell them what a piece of shit they are for thinking different than you you know like you have everyone has that fucking individual choice because that's healthy right It's, it's finding people you know but yeah, I don't know what's wrong with people, man. I don't know why. You know, there are times when I'll get too much on the news. I'm like, all right, that's it. Yeah, I, had a, I, I mean, I'm just really thankful when I get really busy because, and I don't have the time to really sit and get on social media too much and watch TV because it's just like, yeah, for a while I I, I hadn't for years and the pandemic started and I, I really kind of, I got sucked in and the whole news thing and I was really you know, on team mask and really going for it and putting my stuff out. I mean, still not nearly as obnoxious or aggressive as a lot of people, but I mean, I was definitely spending a lot of time with it and stewing on it and, and, you know, and wrote some songs about it, which I think are, that's that part of it, I think was productive actually. But like, um, then the whole George Floyd thing happened in the protest. And it, after at a certain point, it's just so much, it's so disheartening and so negative. It's just like, I can't just keep doing this to myself it doesn't mean you don't care but you're it's just not like you said it's not healthy at a certain point you know take some sort of action do what you can you know and there's there's ways that i've participated in some things that i'm you know at least maybe sort of sidelining it right at the moment but but at least listening in in ways and and getting information in ways that can influence some kind of change rather than just fueling my own aggression about the whole thing you know and and and, but yet being rendered helpless and you know yelling and screaming and fighting about it doesn't really do anything so yeah yeah find find positive outlet just something yeah just don't fill your shit with negativity like especially yeah this generation now i mean they're they're so plugged i don't even think they 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 know what else to do because they're so it's a void, you know, I think that it was, you know, we're speaking in broad terms. There's plenty of kids that go out and play sports and get outside and do things and have lives and communities. I mean, it's got to be really difficult right now for I'm in an age where I don't, you know, I'm like, yeah, oh, this is great. I was kind of getting burned out. I've got some time. I can just chill at home and get things done. Yeah. It's, it hasn't really affected me in a, in a super negative way personally, thank goodness. But like a lot of people are are stuck at home and they, you know, I used to have the anxiety about going out and doing, and I get that it's, that's rough. That just feel, it just makes all this that much harder, especially when you're a young person, I think, because you have all that, you want to go do all these things when you're young. If you're a little bit older, you might just be like, whatever, I'll just (laughs) watch MacGyver tonight. I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'll read the paper. But like, you know, it's so, I think you got a lot of angst from a lot of people that just, they don't have an outlet. They don't know what to do with all, with all their emotions. And there's just this, void and 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 of I, the worst thing too been guilty also but 
people just where's like I think that not having an individual identity or not even knowing what an individual identity is, you know, like just, just sort of latching on to other things and becoming a crusader. You know, I think a lot of people do that. Jay's jump ship from one thing to another and they're one minute they're into this and the next minute they're super into that. And now they're crusading for this and they're activists for that. But it's like, well, what do you really think though? Like, who are you at your core? Like figure, like Dayton Vic said, like figure out your own shit, start with yourself, you know? And, and, and that is where you need to start before you go out don't try to change the world until you know what you want to change, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. don't recycle all the talking points. Think for yourself, improve yourself yeah. first, right? Whether it's through fitness, going on a walk, lifting some weights, doing something, but, you know, develop your own, you know, have your own thought, uh, your own thoughts. Um, don't be a parrot. Right. That's a, that's a big thing that I don't know if that, like I've noticed from my students that, that, they can't think for themselves and no one's ever asked them their opinion. I like, cause I, a lot of my questions, like probably 50% of the questions I give them, I'm specifically like, what do you think about this? And sometimes they're just like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, just tell me your fucking opinion. And they're like, like what I think. And I'm like, yes, what's fuck? Like, <laughs> why is it so hard? Just tell me what you think. And they still will cut and paste fucking Wikipedia shit in there. I'm like, yeah, because everything's there, right? Everything's there at your fingertips. A source. Just tell me what you think this is bullshit or no. Because you don't have to, you don't have to go figure anything out. It's all right there at your fingertips. You, you can Google anything and have it handed to you in a second. And I, it's funny because you say that with the you know big classroom setting of students. I've experienced that for years and years in terms of music lessons. The younger kids will come in. For us, when we were teenagers, especially maybe when you're a little younger, I get it. But if you're a teenager, and I mean, it's just like we identified with music. That's who we were. That's what was such amazing. Oh, I love this. I love this kids coming out what do you listen to and i don't know i'm like how the fuck can you not know what you listen to like well, and i'm just like they're like ter- it's almost like they're terrified to answer something like well no just tell me any song or, or can you think of any uh deer in headlights it's like oh my god okay uh, some questions man. yeah, yeah. They're, i think they're afraid of any sort of identity or something pick up your phone i'm gonna text it to you what do you think just answer me on your text and then they yeah. can answer Dude, you may have something there. Like it's it's so weird, and like there's a there's that like bitter old white guy part of me that's like, or, 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 white has nothing to do with it. But like, well, I'm just like I'm angry that I grew up in a time where I didn't have the luxury of like I could have like I probably could have like mustered up the balls to at least text a girl in high school. But God forbid I couldn't walk up to him and ask him out face to face. I was terrified, mortified. These fuckers got it so easy. You can just get on fucking Facebook and say some shit and be like, oh, oh I was drunk the next day. Like we didn't have that fucking. You had to man up and pick up your goddamn telephone. Your mom would probably listen in the other fucking room. It sucked. Or go talk to her. You had to go. Oh, you had to go like, fucking talk to somebody face to fucking face, man. And like that is a big, this is a, there's a big fucking difference talking to someone face to face and only communicating on the other side of a computer you screen. You know, there is a, that is a huge difference. You had to Still ask for that phone yeah. number. Yeah. Right. Hope it's the right and, one. And, and I never did. And I had to jack off for years and I'm mad about it. <laughs> it's there. It's a weird gender. Yeah, I was going to tell you. Have you ever heard of the uh, mouse utopia experiment? Yes, I actually recently heard about that. Have you? Okay. Yeah. You should. So, like, I, I think here's my theory. I think that's actually unfolding in people right now. Is that? I yeah. So, just to give you a recap, so that for your uh, listeners, please. Yes. So the mouse utopia experiment, they put a bunch of mice in, in a contained area and they give them unlimited amounts of food and water and bedding and they create little areas for them to be. And the experiment is basically to see uh, how, how high the population will grow. And it turned out 
in every time they did the experiment that the mice would never fill the enclosure, right? At some point, they would, they would peak, and then the birth weight rates would drop off, and the mice would become completely psychologically dysfunctional until the point that the community, the entire community would, would die off, right? And they're like, what the fuck? Why? They have all the food, the water. Why do they die and eventually stop breeding entirely? And what would happen is that in these enclosures, these mice would get so psychologically fucked up that they could no longer interact with each other in normal ways. Like they couldn't breed. They didn't know some of the mice, like it's a really interesting experience of like some of the mice would just go off and groom themselves their whole life and never interact with other mice. if They, could they help were the it. Instagram models. <laughs> yeah, they were called the, you know what's funny? They're called the beautiful ones because all they did was groom. And that's exactly what I think. They're the Instagram yep. models, right? Too good. Like, Speaking of fucking narcissism, every, oh, yeah. you know, all these, every girl now is a, who with a, with a phone is a model, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And I mean, I follow a lot of dirty girls on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God bless them and all, but, you know, let's just let's, let's call it like we see it, you know? Yeah. They're, they're, every time I see one of these girls, I'm like, well, there's another bitch that's going to die alone. And that's what, ha- like, so a long time, like, that's what happens to these girls. Like, they get into their 40s or their late 30s. And they've always been too good for everybody. And now they're too old to have kids and they're too old to do anything. And they just fucking die alone, man. It's fucking. Cats. Yeah. yeah. Lots of cats. I, I remember like years ago, there was this, there was this girl, I, like one of the first playboys I saw was this chick named Petra Verkayak, right? Big old titties, hot chick. And she ended up being like one of the most photographed, women and playboy and, she, and she's like 52 now but there's one time i actually I got on her site paid like 10 bucks to, to use her site and i actually chatted with her for a little bit and uh this is like 15 years ago and she literally i was like i asked her like what are you what are you doing i mean like what do you want to do and she's like oh, i just want to get married and have kids and she at the time she was already like 36 and i'm like you're like one of the hottest bitches on earth how can you not find a man to knock you up and now she's like in her early fifties and fucking say never got married, never had any kids. It's like too late to have kids. Like, was it just never like no one was good enough or what was the deal? Uh, I didn't, I didn't ask her. I didn't tell her like, Hey, what the fuck's wrong with you? I was like chatting with her, but I just remember that's what impressed me. Cause I couldn't believe that was her. I was like, what do you want out of life? She's like, I guess I just want to get married and have kids. And I was like, it sounds like, a, neat, it sounds like, a, yeah, it sounds like a trained reaction to me, you know? Yeah, it's like, but like, I think that they're they're like pricing themselves out of the market. It's not like because the reality is, is it's, it's suckier for women, right? For guys, like we we get more attractive as we get older, at least you know to a certain point. But for women, once they you know forty, it's not like everybody's like, how do I get a forty year old woman? Right, everyone then, wants to fuck you your whole life for you know, again, and, and then all of a sudden you're like not not of interest to every single guy who sees you, you know, and that's gotta be a, a huge mind fuck. Like when, for you to grow, you know, that's happened. I mean, I can't, I can't relate, but I can imagine that's, that's gotta be pretty crushing to, in heart for a, a sort of a middle-aged woman in that sense, you know? Yeah. Well, all these Instagram, they're like, there's another book called the paradox of choice that basically is like a psychological experiment where they find that they can repeat that basically the more choices you have, uh, it makes you more miserable and it creates paralysis you can just never choose and you're never sure what to choose just kind of nailed our current culture didn't it yeah yeah and that's what happens to these these instagram models and stuff they're so hot they they can get any man they want and they end up 
not ever having any of them, right? Or picking some of the Nothing's worst ones. ever good enough, yeah. And then suddenly nobody wants them. Or at least suddenly, not all, yeah, one day you wake up and you're MySpace. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you're MySpace. Yeah, and very few. It's just the trolls that are visiting you now. You're nothing but a virus infested once upon a time fun ride. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a fucked up culture, man. Yeah. I really think I, you know, people talk about this and that. I've, I, speaking of, I'll say, bring this up here in a sec, but like, I've written a couple of blogs. I don't really keep up with it. And I know you used to blog a lot. We'll talk about that. But I, um, I had written a few things and just about, but that's what I, you know, the things I kind of think about are just that this, the narcissism in our society and, oh, we, and we want to blame all these other things, but it's like, well, start <laughs> looking at why not, not we like, we know guns are capable of killing people. That's why they're designed to kill things, to, to shoot things, to harm things. But why are people walking into theaters and, and restaurants and schools and shooting? What, who the, no, no normal fucking person does that. And there's always been psychos and shit like that, but we did more and more since I don't know the seventies, it's just uh, serial killers and then mass murders. And then this and that it's not the guns have been around. That hasn't changed, but these motherfuckers, I think they're, they're so sick and you're so, I think on some subconscious level, this has to do with fucking attention, man, you know? Yeah, or just, just so any manner of psychological ailments, right? You're not well in the head. If you want right. to go kill, I mean, you're depressed. You probably hate life. I mean, I, I remember, I think I, I think it was a Jordan Peterson video I saw. There was a really good point. He said, you know, there's no more, there's no greater expression of your contempt for life than going and killing innocent people. Where you're just like, and that's a a sign that's, there's a lot of mental health issues in this. I mean, fuck, you used to be able to buy dynamite in this country until like 1972. (laughs) Like, fucking dynamite at like the general store and this shit wasn't happening. Fuck guns, like dynamite. Yeah. Well, Can you, you know, imagine if you could buy dynamite today? How fucked this place would be. Yeah, and you know that's the thing. It's like, and, and there was a lot. Uh, there's a whole different scope of problems, or some people would argue the same problems, and there are there still are residuals of the same problems. Like nothing has ever. We've never reached some immaculate utopia, and we never will. Unfortunately, it's an impossibility. You know, in terms of complete and total racial or sexual equality or anything, but like. And a lot, there is a lot of things that are a lot better that were, that are, you know, weren't in the sixties and fifties, especially for certain demographics. But then there's now there's still issues there, but then a lot has changed and become better. But now there's this whole other dynamic of problems, you know, obviously that we're discussing. And it's just, you know, where you, where you mend, you know, mend one thing another wounds tends to open kind of thing. And, but I think, you know, you said something interesting with the choices. I mean, it's just, it really is because it'll drive you mad and it's just, well, you can do this and you can export this and you can do that. Then you can go to that. It seems seemingly it's just like everything is just, you know, I always use the baseball card analogy when I was a kid and I started collecting baseball cards and there was tops. There was Topps baseball cards, and then there was Donruss, and there was Fleer, and there was, and then all of a sudden there was like four thousand companies, and all, and it was like, ah, fuck this, man, I can't, I don't know, it's too much. It was fun, it was cool, and it was like you had a few choices, and that was that, you know. Or if I go to Cheesecake Factory, I want to kill myself. Like I can't fucking decide what to order at a place that has every single food in the world, and it's all crap anyway. Like, no, like let me just go. That's why I love Mexican food. It's like, dude, I want fucking enchiladas and tacos and rice and beans, and I'm happy as fuck, man. Like too much it's just too much shit coming at you all the time from everywhere with jeans right like it used to be like you just got levi's and now they're like you want the 550s the 501s the 505s <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know it's so annoying man it's like god i just want to put a fucking pair of pants on i want the kind that used to be the only kind 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll call my mom and be like, can you just like sew me fucking shorts like you did when we were kids? Because I, I literally can't go into target without having an anxiety attack anymore. Like, I don't know what to get. Well, do you want this brand and fucking options everywhere and everything's automated? I mean, of course people are losing their fucking shit on a daily basis, man. Everyone's on 10 in terms of their fucking stress. I mean, I'm not saying it was better to like, you know, be a character in a Dickens novel fucking working in a factory for 16 hours a day when you were four years old. But, you know, we certainly with the technological revolution has also come a, a uh, mainly I meant a, a wealth of mental illness problems. And it's just, I think it's just, it's, because it's just this nonstop barrage of just everything immediately all the time. And then, and like you said this the other day, maybe the first guest, Victor, was like people want immediate results yeah. and everyone's a ra- reactionary because there's everything is so quick, you know, and that's not how things yeah. work in the real world, you know? Well, that, yeah. Speaking of mental, mental issues, right. Uh, medication, right. They want to, they want a quick fix medication. Yeah. Yeah. Huge business right there too, for somebody. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like, to figure out what's actually wrong. Here, here's a pill. Oh, so I saw, speaking of that, like, like what's really wrong, like if you're depressed, well, they'll be like, take Prozac. Well, really, you're depressed because, you know, your parents fucking die and you have no fucking girlfriend or whatever, right? Fix that and you will stop being depressed. But they don't want to do that, right? They want a quick fix or they just want someone to tell them both. That, I watched a video just last week because I was looking at, I don't know why, a psychologist in Japan and this girl uploads a video about her trip to a shrink in Japan. And she was like, it sucks here. You know, the psychology are terrible. I went to the shrink and I was like, you know, I'm having trouble meeting men in my dating life and this kind of thing. And he told me that I needed to lose weight. You're like, duh, bitch. You went to a shrink in Japan. He's like, you yeah. can't meet this. Well, you're fat. We want everything but the truth, you know? It's like, yeah. but I'm big boned. And well, you know, but you're also eating a pizza and a cake every day. You've got to be kidding me. That's pretty. That's pretty. I remember when I went to the dentist or something in England, I guess it's pretty socialized medicine over there. And I was like almost appalled that they, as you know, as someone from the U.S. going like, well, I can't believe they weren't giving me some immediate bullshit solution and didn't try to sell me drugs. It was like, Oh, I was having, it was some weird thing where I was having a toothache or, and then something with my ear or some shit. And I went to the, but everything costs like $3, you know, it was like nothing because it's coming out of their tax dollars, I guess. But I'm going like, uh, there's guys just like, Oh, just eat more, you know, just eat lemon. Like I'm like, what the fuck kind of doctor are you? But at the same time, a lot of times it's just like, are you like, um, you know, getting out in the sun eating vegetables and getting a little exercise because do that shit first yeah. and then get back to me, you know, you scurvy or something. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I was, I was with a Ukra 50 year old Ukrainian chick who knows. Oh, what happened, yeah. Who knows? yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, putting in the work. I mean, with the whole quarantine, man, I've packed on some weight. I need to, get my butt in gear and eat right i'm a, I'm a fat yeah, piece man. of shit right now i'm so glad that you're booking bodybuilders and nutritionists yeah, so i can yeah. be shamed and i've got to say like the next day after yuri i went and like made a shake i mean i didn't do anything else but there it was a go. start i did something i had drank fruit i was like well let's get some sun for like five minutes before yeah. you burn up i've always been like ghostly white and now during this pandemic i mean i see myself on these zoom calls and stuff sometimes especially if like the sun is coming in through the windows like 
and I'm like, I look like fucking death. <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> I just man, dude. you have all the lights off because uh, you, you just blow. People right? are like, you okay? I'm doing pretty good. I'm like, I don't even look like fucking death. You man. look great on camera. Well, I turned all my lights off. It's just a natural glow because I'm so white. Let's put a little. <laughs> A picture of yeah. I'll put up, put up a picture of me for these things from now on. That's like a photo of me ten years ago. Yeah. Damon, when how long ago has it been since you blogged? I remember you were you were you actually maybe in the MySpace days and you were blogging and you actually were you in a documentary or some shit. You were a pretty renowned blogger there for a little while. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that documentary ever came to be. Sure, what I it was two fucking models that made it. So. You don't expect much. <laughs> that right now they're like sixty year olds. Well, they're maybe not that old. They're, they're like forty five year olds all on Instagram, like trying so hard to still be relevant. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's been a while now. I guess uh, since I don't know what was when since when was MySpace? Did MySpace die? Like two thousand eight, two thousand. Been a while, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it really like that really popped like. Big. That was the first, you know. I mean, that was huge. That was such a the life changing thing for the world, I guess. And, uh, but but it, like, yeah, three years later, it was just done. Maybe in two thousand nine. I remember I was one of those guys that super resisted it too. It was like whatever. Facebook, MySpace is where it's at. And then like a year later, it was just a wasteland of viruses and garbage and, and commercials. It, it, it just, it's it just so fucked up. I don't know why Justin Timberlake bought that thing. I haven't seen. I don't know what and, the fuck and, they're doing with it. I, I logged into it couple months ago and i was like i can't even fucking figure this out and it's just a steady stream of like music commercials it's like, yeah it's really buy this band buy this band that, you know, maybe that's what it is it's for maybe you know kids the next generation they're 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 foreseeing the future and it'll like people that can't think little drones get on there and they're just like i buy this now you know they that's what they do they log in and then it just tells them what to do for 13 year old girls to yeah. know what to buy i guess and then you wrong. ask a student, like, so what music do you listen to? MySpace tells me. No, I get, I, so I do, a, I've been teaching online and I have like an introduction thread and I, I give them like five questions and it's like, where are you from? What do you want to be when you grow up? And then I say, recommend one food place and then give me one music video that you feel captures you and know that I'm going to judge you on your response. But that way they, they all post some stuff and a lot of it, you know, sucks. And it's kind of, that's Christian. how you find out the diamonds in the rough. You're like, holy shit, this motherfucker came out with yeah, this. Yeah, I get like new music. I just put, like I forced yeah. that to turn me on to music. I'm like, so I, there's a couple cool like this one. They posted this band called uh, Crumb the Band. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I've been checking that out. Is it like what kind of style is it? It's it's a kind of and uh, it's it's a rock band. But you know, oh, I call it more like an alternative band, sort of a fuck. I don't know how to describe these things. It's kind of a real mellow. Um, I'm trying to think of it like a sneaker pimpsy kind oh, of. Okay, thing. cool. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't heard Rump that name in a long time. Yeah, well, check them out. Crumb the band. I've only heard like two songs, but I like them, so they could have it. It's this chick singing. She has some kind of interesting melodies. Would it be like, would you equate it to maybe like the trip hop Portis head type stuff ish? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hear Lovage? That's another oh. one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, well, me and it, uh, I, I know that you know, know about my lifelong obsession with Mike Penn, <laughs> but uh, it, this has nothing less to do with that and more to do with Jennifer Charles. And like Victor's going to have to like get up and go to the bathroom if I start talking to Jennifer Charles. But, uh, 
Yeah, I heard yeah. something about a new Lovage record a while back, and I don't know if that ever happened. I think or... She did her and uh, what was the other guy? Uh, and the automator, and the yeah, automator? They together. so they did they, they did, did another record. Oh, no, I they see. did a okay. song. Oh, yeah, so, okay, but that was uh, that was it. But then she's got uh, what's her other band, Elysian Fields, I think, right? Yeah, I actually heard another uh, band, uh, Mongolian metal band called the Hue, H U. Oh, yeah. And they use uh, all these yeah, traditional right. Mongolian instruments, and it's pretty badass, actually. There's another one called uh, How what was there it? It was one that just toured. They played Come and Take It Live a year or two ago, and they, they have the Mongolian throat singing, but with a rock band, like a metal band. Might have been them. You know, yeah. I just heard. Have you ever heard of this band, Damon? They're, they're called I don't know how to say it, like Halung or something, and they have the same kind of like oh you know that like sort of uh throaty uh didgeridoo almost sounding vocals and it's kind of artsy and i don't think it's metal but i just heard of them recently Man, I, i've heard some like there's the hue is a good one there's another one called uh i think you introduced me to eagle fall eagle fall i think oh. that's what it's- you actually introduced me to mongolian throat singing many years back you sent me a video of a bunch of guys <laughs> sitting in a canoe ah I don't know. Dude, I actually tried that one time with a girl I worked with. Like I walked out and like th- like this girl uh, and the receptionist was doing this. I was like, what in the fuck's going on out here? Yeah, and they were doing it. And I figured, I mean, you'd have to practice it a lot, but I got it a couple of times where you, you sustain one pitch and then you're able to, to implement another pitch over it and you get good at it. You get, it was pretty crazy, man. Like, yeah, like you're like you basically sing with yourself. You drone a pitch and then you so put other pitches you're harmonizing. Over with yourself is essentially what you're doing yeah. now. You're harmonizing your didgeridoo. You're, you're a didgeridoo <laughs> yourself. You're a didgeridoo <laughs> and a human voice like all in one. And it, <laughs> and it, and it's <laughs> just basically at the end, in the, in the end of the day, it's, it sounds like it's something that nobody, nobody but Damon would want to listen to. <laughs> yeah. I've not listened to that show. The weirder it is though. I'm like, oh, I want to check that out. Check out this Korean pop video. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well, like, like I have a friend in Korea, and she sends me Korean metal, which it has some of the bands she likes are, are kind of cool. It's better than Japanese metal. Japanese metal is terrible. How so? It's just terrible. Like, look up like one of the most popular like heavy rock bands. There's called the uh, the Gazette. I think it's what it's called, Gazette mm-hmm. or the Gazette. It's just not great. And so I met this girl who was dating one of the guys she'd been dating him for like 10 years and she was like giving me this their whole relationship was like they had to keep it secret because they weren't allowed to have girlfriends and this kind of thing and she was actually like just a spanish girl she was like i'm kind of sick of this shit and i'm gonna break up with him and i was like well who is it she didn't want to tell me and she's like it's this guy the bass player for the gazette and i looked at the band i was like oh my god that's horrible and i told her hey this band is horrible you, should- <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be dating this guy anyway I mean, this right is- away Espantosa la música. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely get a new boyfriend, but you can't even marry him. You can't do anything. Yeah, get the fuck out of there. Like, yeah, well, you're having to, like, yeah. Maybe it's good you're dating him in secret because the band is terrible. Yeah, but they're super popular in Japan, and I, I can't figure it out. Like, I don't get the traction. Well, have you ever heard of X-Japan? X-Japan, no. That'll answer your Japanese metal questions right there. I've heard some X-Japan oh, stories that are... Actually, it's though, like imitating American rock bands in a, the worst way possible. 
there's only one Japanese metal band that I like right now. I'm sure there's other ones I would, but there's this band called Bandmade, and I've been trying to see them live in Japan, but they they always sell out like three months before. But have you look up Bandmade. It's these metal girls. It's an all-girl band, and they all dress up like maids, and they're fucking... <laughs> 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 all right, you know what? I'll check that out. I remember when you sent me the baby metal. Like a, a few different people have hit me up with baby metal, and I just, I'm like, eh. It's that, not really good. It's I just don't a know. Yeah, just then. But band made. I, all right. Uh, made you, actually, you've got me curious. Interesting lineup they got there. Yeah. yeah. Are you looking yeah. for them? <laughs> you got to yeah. give it to the Japanese for coming up with some fun, goofy shit. Yeah, I, like I follow them on Facebook. They wow. have some cool songs. Well, I'll uh, I'll get back to you on that. I will I I will check out Bandmade. Just based Speaking on the of, name. Uh, Japanese metal, didn't you tell me one time when you were at MI there were some Japanese students and they had the hardest time slowing down their speed. Yeah, we I mean we had the there was the joke that we had about um uh right. we called it jet the Japanese blues. <laughs> Because it was like a lot of, and not to say that you know, no one of Japan or Asian culture can can you know, play that style of music, but it was just funny because a lot of these guys, I think, were real technical, you know, and they came from this the, the, the Ingve kind of school and like the the real the dream theaters and these kind of. There was all this technical, sweepy, fast, ready, all this stuff, and then it's like when you want to just play something real, that you know, kind of a texas flavor just down in the dirt they just couldn't do it man it's like bending well it's funny too because there was a i was talking about this with guy the other day we were like when we first met we met in this little what they called an open counseling little jam session i think it was before i even went there i was like visiting and it was just so badass like man every player in the room the instructor was ever just off the charts and i was just like wow i suck because i'm kind of playing pentatonic blues stuff and i mean i knew you know some stuff i was okay but these guys are way next level guys doing eight finger tap i mean everyone's just doing this shit that's out of fucking this world and there was this one guy who was just we all knew like he was like this jazz beast but man when you kicked on the fucking distortion you're like yeah let's just jam on a dorian vamp this guy was like a deer in headlights man he's like oh i don't know how to bend a string <laughs> like you know it's just it's really funny how stylistically you can really be really proficient in one thing and just suck balls at something else, you know, like, cause it's such a feel, a, f- a feel thing and you're, you know, yeah. same notes, but just absolutely different approach. You know, well, they, they had a bit on that, on the, uh, Japanese metal or Japanese blues. Metalocalypse, yeah. right. Where, uh, they went down to uh, the South to learn how to play some old Delta blues and they just kept doing all these arpeggio sweeps. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I think that's yeah, it. So yeah. The, you'd like yeah. tied cinder blocks to their fingers where they, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of I'm like, oh, man. i was the opposite i've i've just i was the guy that was like well i can bend a bunch of notes and i can i can't fucking play fast <laughs> i faked it for many years <sighs> well man this has been fun yeah appreciate you chatting with us and uh yeah, you know, the first few podcasts, we we were really pretty exclusive on music. Of course, Yuri had a lot. So we did a we did our initial one where we just kind of talked, you know, it was kind of a getting to know us. We talked about our history. And then we had uh, one with the guy from Brazil, Yuri, which was really fascinating to talk to him and inspiring. And my buddy Dave, do you remember Dave? From uh, I've known forever and ever. He's from, uh, I met him in, in high school or junior high. May have met him over the years at some point. Maybe. Um, It's probably one of those things, too, like maybe last year. Because you've come to both of the Skunk Fest, right? I think so. Yeah, it's probably been one of those things like, hey, this is my longtime friend, this is my longtime friend kind of thing. But uh, anyway, we we had just a silly podcast. It was really fun of just like 
um, well, actually that airs tomorrow. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it, it was ridiculous. And then the last two though, uh, have been cool. Cause we've kind of gotten in a little bit more into political stuff and current events and a little more, you know, serious topic stuff. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk to you as a history professor and get your, uh, you know, point of view on this. So I guess you're not one of those quote progressives, huh? <laughs> no, not, not in any kind of modern sense. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just kind of, I was, I'm kind of checking out, man. I like, I really, so like I've spent a few months in Vietnam and this is communist country, right? I hang out with my wife's family. I love those motherfuckers. I just drink. Nobody gives a fuck. You know, they don't argue about politics because there's no elections. There's <laughs> <laughs> nobody to vote for. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's kind of nice. <laughs> but I don't think I want to live under this system, but it's nice that people aren't fucking arguing about shit. Yeah. They don't give a shit about those things. So They're that's. Like, oh, the government sucks. Let's have another beer. We've we found out the silver lining to communism. So we don't have to argue about who to elect. It's just that if we do decide to argue about something, we'll get shot in the head. Is that it? More or less. Well, that, and Vietnam's a little bit. It's Vietnam's a weird place, man. So like, as far as communist countries go, liberal communism. No, it's more like slacker communism. Sla- well, that's what I meant when I said liberal. Yeah, it's like slacker. So like they tried slacker it's commies. They tried to do collectivization after, you know, in the uh, 70s, and it basically fell apart within like one or two years just because nobody would do it. They're just like, man, and then the government wouldn't enforce it. And then they're like, it's just total slackers. They're just like, no, we're not really, don't really care. Be communists. No. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they would have just been worn down after this, like, about fucking endless war with this shit. They were just like, all right, we're. We're kind of just just, you know what, just kind of play along a little bit. (laughs) Like, let's, yeah, Yeah, we're just tired though. Interesting. I was really surprised at Vietnamese culture. Like, it's really interesting. It's it's totally worth going. Yeah, well, man, keep me posted uh, in future world travels. I really, um, fortunately for me, in the last few years, just was able to get out and do a little bit of touring and it's just, I, I love traveling and it'd been, you know, and I, I need to get abroad and, and I've got a damn passport again. And yeah, it just sounds, I hope it well, can work out, man. You can go. go the thing I told you, I, like I wanted to do in Vietnam, like I thought I was going to try to find some rock bands, and just like talk to them and just get into the local scene. And I wanted to do that. But my fucking GoPro broke in fucking Germany. So I, it, I didn't have shit to record on it, but that would be like, like Vietnam was a place that, that's like China was 20 years ago. It's like start, people are starting to open up there. It's really fucking interesting there in Ho Chi Minh. And there's actually little Vietnamese rock clubs opening up. And nobody fucking goes there because the Vietnamese are just like, what is, what is this fucking metal shit? Huh. And it, it, it's, it's a super cool scene over there, man. It's totally a different group, man. It's a, we should totally go and just fucking just do a little film segment on Here's some local rock bands. Fuck yeah, dude! I love that. That sounds that sounds like a cool thing to do. Like like real fucking reality TV, not this goddamn bullshit reality TV. Like real reality. Like, hey, we're gonna go to Vietnam and show you some shit and learn some shit ourselves. Here's what we found out. Watch it on our YouTube channel, or don't watch someone stick something up their butthole. Your choice. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if we film some girls sticking, just watch our episode. We're gonna talk about rock, but we got buttholes at the end, so keep watching. Yeah, don't just you can, you can pay a cute Vietnamese girl to show you around and just get her on camera, or hey, make it smart. funny. Get a lady, 
We'll do what? <laughs> I'm down with I'm down with whatever, man. Let's just go meet some people and and uh, do some sh- do some cool stuff whenever we can leave our houses again. That Dude, Ho- Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City is a fucking cool. It's it's a cool place, man. It's a happening place. Rock and roll. All right, brother. I guess we'll probably wrap up here. I feel like uh, I was going to say something in the beginning, and I just dove in. Like we, we were like, "Hi, we're here with," a bleh, and not like, uh, "Welcome to so and so." Thanks to our sponsors. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I almost made a joke about the the people that I keep mentioning. We're like, we've like basically like railed on a few companies and people, but all not. We need to like give a shout out to like real things, like Tragen guitars that I play. And what's yeah. a good what's a good company, uh, Damon? What's a good company? Oh, anyone, fuck, anyone you want to plug here? Well, you plugged Vietnam. Your your Damon gives a thumbs up to slacker communism. Probably some Japanese cut Samsung. I like Samsung because they they preemptively pulled all their shit out of China. That's <laughs> fucking cool. Wow. Like, this place, that was like two years ago. They're like this place. What? So they they got like ninety eight percent of their production already out of China before the coronavirus hit or anything. Mm, makes you wonder makes you wonder oh, really? they got that insider scoop the slacker commies that kind of came down to the grapevine and they were like oh shit's well, about to hit the fan China's fucked up China's a fucked up place right now and they're getting worse yeah I all the business is going to, to Vietnam hmm the reason why Vietnam is such a happening place right now who would have thought that's, that's pretty interesting but uh yeah so anyway we'll we'll learn how to do all that stuff and uh guitars i don't know I, I don't know oh dude didn't you used to play uh did you you played a seagull right yeah i still have yeah seagull. man grab your seagull where is that show well let's throw show that on camera because you you know like right i'm officially with the, that company now right i, I rep them oh. like officially love it man the old school seagull and you had a cutaway too i think that might have been the same exact guitar i had that got goddamn stolen it's, it's been a great guitar, man. Yeah, love Seagull. Golden guitar, Seagull guitars. Highly it's, recommend. Bang for your buck. Been playing it for years and years and years. Love them. Fuck yeah. And What kind of strings are those? Ernie Balls? Thought so. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What else do I use, Vic? Uh, let's start. I wish I could pin like a local music store, but they're all fucking closing, man. Yeah, I was wondering. I think I think Guitar Center is doing some. Yeah, I think they're open right now. But I'm sure all the local local businesses are just getting screwed so hard, man. It's so sad to see and all these bars closing down. It's just, yeah, I, sure I do feel for that demographic a lot, man. It's really really. Every time a Guitar really Center shitty. opens, like five local music stores. No, that's close. always the case, you know. Barnes and Noble, the local businesses just getting squashed all the time. So, um especially now you know it's just a disaster i think the, it was just live music and you know rock and roll kind of scene wasn't hurting enough already i mean the, this pandemic is just devastated i mean it it's small venues have shut down yeah. so it's like it, what was already bad is now worse it's just it's really unfortunate um situation but uh you know move on we're all depressed man we're all de- well, i mean i thought like earlier we were just like going like full on cynical like narcissist everywhere terrible horror and then we kind of went on back on a high note and talked about man, wow when vietnam is your high note <laughs> hey don't worry we in the podcast with vietnam it's all good it's all positive vietnam ukraine Fuck yeah. japan 
Yeah. Ukraine. We talk about nothing but positive stuff. Riots, Ukraine, Vietnam. Well, dude, I'm going to midgets. The plan is to go, you know, I got to take the kid to Vietnam to meet the rest of the of family. Yeah. She's like a celebrity in Vietnam already. Her whole fucking family calls to see the kid. It's good to have a little half breed kid. That's cool, man. I, I'm excited. Uh, you know, you remember Suki from back in the day, man, you know? Mm-hmm. She's in, in L.A. and been married for a few years now, and she's got a kid. And it's crazy, man, just seeing – and my brother. I mean, everyone has kids now. I'm just seeing them growing up. It's just – it's wild, you know, pretty cool. So congrats on that, man. That's really awesome. I'm happy for you, dude. If you come to Vietnam with me, I'll fucking have you married in like a week. <laughs> don't don't tell my girlfriend that. Right? <laughs> I might not get to go to Vietnam. She'll have to come too. Keep an eye on me. But I'm a, I'm a lucky guy to have a very, very lovely, lovely young lady. You're dating anybody right now? Yeah, man, I, I am. She's uh, we're we're she was here for a while when the pandemic hit. She got stuck here and fortunately was able to work remote. So uh, she was here for quite a while for several months when she was supposed to be here for a weekend. It was awesome. Um, but she is out in San Francisco, so we're kind of back and forth doing doing that whole thing. But yep, it's been cool, man. It's been cool. Met her, uh, you know, in the Ukraine. Um, <laughs> yeah, through an agency, right? Yeah, through an agency. <laughs> she- she didn't sing yet. Yeah, she I didn't sing yet. The the chick was pretty damn hot. <laughs> I'm sure she was. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I, if you have another topic, I I would love to do this again. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm having a blast doing this. It's so good to, to it's a cool way of catching up with some people too. Um, great talking to you, dude. Uh, wish you well. Really, really uh, appreciated your insight uh, on a lot of things too, man. I really think you nailed down some things and said, said it really well, just describing our, our current landscape and culture and a lot of problems that, that we're having and just the, you know, coming from a, a place of, of history and, and being educated on that subject, you know, could definitely, I think, you know, you're not just like, hey, man, listen to yeah. what I have to say while I drink my eighth beer. You know, you're like, it's like, no, dude, this motherfucker knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Oh. He's try. He, oh. He's you know well well read, well read and educated, and and have actually tra- and you know you're not just coming out of books either. You've traveled the world. You've experienced these things firsthand and been to these places. And I think that's really fascinating and valuable. And it's one reason I wanted to talk to you. And also, it's just of course good to catch up. And I'm, we almost I'm surprised how little we talked music in a way. I mean, we still talked about it, but just I mean all the the variety. We could we'll we'll have to do it again for sure, man. We'll get you back on here. Yeah. Live from Vietnam next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us. Italo, Samano, um, and uh, Vicky. Anything you want to add? You got a clever. You got a clever. We need a little sign off. I'm going to let you take it. Go. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah, thanks. That's it. Bye. Cool. All right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Snip. <laughs> Adios. Mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. Borracho.